0: Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at wwwaudibletrialcom radio and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Man, between Okada being in Yakuza and now fucking Kenny Omega, uh who okay, does is he voicing Cody, by
1: the way?
2: I actually I I wondered for a minute. I wasn't quite sure. I don't think he is. I think it's the same voice actor from four. Can can but, he just be my headcanon voice?
0: Like the way Mark Hamill... I mean, maybe
2: there's like 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 alternate DLC or like a like a premium pack that you can buy. Um but did you notice the person, the voice on the phone that he was talking to? But no, I didn't. Oh, it's uh, Xavier Woods. Oh shit, I did not know that was Woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that maybe this will lead into like a trailer with G, and maybe fuck it, Xavier Woods is gonna be dressed as G. Who who knows? I don't know. Or maybe like if they announce a final fight, or not final fight. Is it final fight or Streets of Rage? Final, final fight. Final fight. Oh no no no. Yeah. Dude. Final fight.
0: Streets of Rage is the cola yeah, to fight.
2: fucking Final Fight's Pepsi. So. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, which one's better? Um, I don't know, man. Streets of Rage has a kangaroo mm. in it. It's got the dopest fucking soundtrack ever from like yeah. Koshida. So, uh, is it Kushida?
1: Gotcha. Uh, Yuzo Koshiro.
0: Koshiro. Okay. Wow. Um, I apologize for the low key reason. Oh, but yeah.
1: Um, super super dope soundtrack oh, though. So good. He, he he went to so many clubs to research that.
2: Yeah. It. But, I, I mean, the thing with Cody, though, like, that is his main. That's his main from four. Uh, what- well, it was Cody. So it's kind of like a dream come true for him to, you know, be Cody in that Uh, since it is his main character. And, I, and I'm kind of wondering because I know Xavier Woods, if I'm not mistaken, I think he plays a lot of birdie mm-hmm. in five. But I don't think he can pull off that Steve Harvey look. I don't know if he can if they were like cast him as birdie. I don't think he could. Pull hey, man, off. he did Rufio. At one point, like that fucking. He did. That, this guy could. He did a red mage. He can, just his his kill hit his uh his killmonger was pretty good. His cosplay of that was pretty dope. So yeah, dude, maybe.
0: Yeah, like he's he's the police academy of impressions. Like I can fucking. <laughs>
2: the you mean like the Michael
1: Winslow? Yeah, yeah. I always okay. forget his
0: name.
2: Thank you. Yeah, hey, it's it's okay. You're not uh, <laughs> I'm sure. it, 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 a poor guy. A poor guy has to live with that. That's just what he is.
3: Now. Um, I'm pretty also sure also in
0: Spaceballs. There's too.
2: a con. Yeah, he's in Spaceballs.
3: He balls is as in well. Spaceballs.
0: Yeah, they've jammed off oh. satellites. Raspberry. Mm. Man, when when is the when is the anniversary coming around for that? How come we're in? We live it's, in this universe where we get a one Star Wars, a new Star Wars film a year, but fucking nothing for Spaceballs.
2: I gotta think that like that was like an eighty-eight, eighty-nine joint. Yeah. If I had to guess, right? Like, pretty close to like, it. How much? I don't know. I- I'm sure. How it's much money
0: up. do you want to put on the table? Like, how much does Disney hate Mel Brooks? If we can really get to like somebody <laughs> talking, like, how much does one hate the other? Because at this point, like, Disney is just like two gems away from like fucking owning it all, and then yeah, they, yeah, they will have
2: an actual Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. like... Only just do they, like media conglomeration, <laughs> yeah. Because is is the Fox thing still a go, or they already get Fox? Uh, they did, but
0: apparently okay. there's like some wrinkles, and I haven't really read the nuance of it. I don't know. I could put it in the show notes if I can find like a reputable source. But uh, apparently Comcast has thrown their <laughs> gauntlet into the uh, bidding war for um, some leftover properties, which. Would put in danger uh Deadpool and X-Men and all those other uh remaining Marvel rights that they would be trying to secure from that original buyout. Mm-hmm.
2: So
1: really like, trying hard to get that stuff too. If if they did go through with it and they did acquire Fox, would that mean that Fox News would also fall under Disney's no. banner?
0: No, see that's the thing. Good, that- because
1: I don't want Tommy Lauren to be a Disney princess.
0: <laughs> no. No, there would I mean that would require Disney forming up some sort of hero with a gun. And uh <laughs> oh <God. laughs> and, a, and a a racial prejudice. And well those years are uh far pa- well, I don't know. The anti Semitism is still up there. But anyway, um Yeah. Speaking speaking of all those things, uh latest episode of Press I'm I- I was going to say, I'm really wondering how you can tie this all together. <laughs> go
2: ahead. Uh, we, weave that web, sir.
1: The challenge is yours. <laughs>
0: um, speaking of Disney and just going out and blurbing the, the the first thing that comes to mind without any sort of consideration for others, um, we are here in this fine episode of Press Pause Radio, um, nine years strong and going, one year away from our 10-year anniversary, uh, to go ahead and talk about something that I felt... Uh, really, really needed to be talked about, especially since it's really gotten out of hand. Um, and it's uh, it's a topic that kind of really, it it goes beyond uh, video game culture. It's just media and pop culture in general. But um, n- no form of media is uh, immune to it, and and that spoiler culture just like this. Fucking trend of, like, making sure that you can go out and uh, essentially ruin or otherwise broadcast whatever sort of uh, detail, narrative, plot, uh, intricate little fact. Things that, like, should come natural to those who first digest uh, said content. Instead, you just throw it at their face like a fucking rotten tomato. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and cover that and just why it's, like had this uptick this surge like it, it to the point where like it, it's embraced internet meme culture it's embraced like ad adver- like commercial advertisement has uh embraced yeah. it from random corporations just like it, it there's been no avenue too small or or too big to like just jump on this bandwagon of like getting in on that water cooler moment of talking and and spouting shit that just shouldn't be spouted At least not without like a proper embargo, a moratorium, just something, but fucking, you know, manners and whatever. But anyway, let's go ahead and go on with the show. Right, so to to my left, and like, can we talk about your haircut for a little bit? Because that's smooth.
2: I like your haircut. Like, I I are you talking about yeah. me? Because I just got off work. This is my uh, I, I like to refer to it as the cop cut. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm, sl- I'm slowly kind of morphing <laughs> into uh what I do for a living. So you know, here soon I'll probably have like the full like regalia i guess like like the whole uniform and stuff but now uh yeah it's i don't mind it if anything i think i'm cosplaying as cody right now just to kind of like maybe uh foreshadow some of the stuff we'll talk about later uh but it's definitely the kind of like my cody i'm gonna be the mayor cut that i got that i'm kind of rocking right now so yeah thank you though i'm I'm trying i'm trying to look uh look a little more clean cut trying to look like an adult go to home depot on sundays and worry about our sighting stuff like that i I kind of feel
0: like me personally, I've got like the, uh, the booger cut, like, except like where he is, like where they are at the now as far cut? as revenge. Is it Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, it is. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Where are they at now though? That's the version I've got rocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the,
2: the, the, Bob, the Bobcat was Bobcat. No, Bobcat Goldwitz.
0: Um, would well, no, that's still police Academy. But
2: oh shit, okay. This, okay, but those universes, those universes have to be tied together, right? Like, is there like some kind of like link between those two franchises that, like, oh yeah, these are like in the same universe? Because I get them confused so much that they have to be somehow kind of intertwined. Yeah,
0: like it's the six degrees of separation, Gravity Falls style. Like, there's got to be something. But with like Steve Gutenberg or like who, who's who's the <laughs> link? Um, I don't know. Rick Moranis? Is it? Is he not even in Revenge of the Nerds? Oh. Is he?
2: But he, sh- but he should be. He absolutely should be. I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is. Okay,
0: but like, honey, I shrunk Wait, the Kids. Wait, is Rick Moranis in Police Academy. No, he's just he's just the first like '80s persona I can think of. I can't. He he just he just should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't even like off the top of my head. I really can't name more than I just I just know that there's six movies and there was almost seven. God. Yeah, and was was one of them called the new class. Yes, that was I think that's four. Oh, <laughs> it's either okay. four or three. I just know that they'd yeah. stopped getting they they definitely uh had a sharp decline in quality after
2: some time. Um but anyway, so Sarah, Sarah, so basically like um Revenge of the Nerds is kind of like this this movie from the 80s where it, it was college, right?
1: Yeah.
2: It's kind of like Degrassi, but gross <laughs>
0: it's very gross and I want to almost say that believe it or not like every time something appears exotic or like um like Mediterranean but like metropolitan like anytime you just need when you want to be on the fringe of one of those it's normally filmed in Canada like so it's probably like and I
3: think just I, for I, the I tax just, benefits I just feel Yeah, I
1: well, just, feel, just like, it, yeah.
2: I feel like our our like uh Portrayal of like a school system is like Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Say-
2: Sayre's neck of the woods, they have Degrassi. Like they have like you know, or, or what else was up there that was like school based show slash uh, movie? Can't beat my shorts. Degrassi's the only one. Camp on a one. Uh, Even what was the one that had Lance more set? The uh, uh, Are you afraid of the uh, dark?
1: No, you can't do that on television.
2: Yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: That is, you can't do that on television. Yeah.
1: Which was decent,
0: yeah.
2: See, and that's what I'm saying. Decent, but not yeah. necessarily what we had. Are going you afraid on. of the dark? Did
0: also get was filmed in Canada. I believe yeah. that there's only that. like sure. a couple yeah. shows that was filmed in Florida. Double Dare, uh, what would you do? And fuck, man. Oh, and figure it out. <laughs> like, I think that was it. <laughs>
2: I don't think I know about that one. That oh, figure it really
0: out right. is the one that was hosted by Summer. Who I think had some cameos in Double Dare, where they would just bring on some fucking kid, and then they would have like a celebrity panel of like Nickelodeon celebrities, like uh, uh-huh. uh, Omar Gooding. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, God, I can't, I can't. Uh, Danny Tamborelli. Um, sure, sure. Uh, sometimes Laura Beth Ellering. I think she made like a couple appearances. Fucking Keenan Thompson was on that shit like all the time.
2: Actually, no, Danny Tamborelli was on that shit all the time. I don't... Okay, Keenan Thompson's still on that, or no, Cal Mitchell. Kel Mitchell's still on that show. <laughs> like he, he, he's just there waiting for, the <laughs> for, for the next Mitchell episode. Are you? Are just Kel Mitchell? Just I don't know, man. I don't. He's just like I got nothing else going on. I kind of don't like, want
0: to roast Kel Mitchell. I feel so bad. There's like every two years, there's like this annual like fucking uh, viral rumor of him committing suicide or dying, and it just well... it's such a bummer. Like it yeah, only happens to really that's, him.
2: That's Fair. Um. Yeah. No. 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 Keenan's just like. Still on SNL. Always will be. Yeah. The, day, the Yeah. But but anyway, Sarah.
0: Yeah. So, hi, I said, Yo. how are you doing? You're to
2: my right. How are you, my friend?
1: Oh, not too bad.
2: I see you have a cooking apron back there. Or it looks yeah. to be like a cooking apron. Are, are <laughs> it you, is. You, oh, man. You're ready for grill season, huh? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Right, right, you right guys in my have, kitchen.
2: Are you, are, you, are you guys warm up that way? Because you, you were walking around and I saw snow. I thought.
1: Oh, that was a while ago. Um Okay. I was yeah, gonna say that, I saw a that picture, was I, was picture. Like, I was like fuck, yeah, man. That was more it's the destillate. expression than the uh, than the setting, but uh, Oh fair, fair. Nah, uh it's about I would say about seventy two degrees up here these days. Yeah. It's not no. too bad.
0: Um, yeah, no, when we first started recording the sun was still out over here, so Sarah was just like, Fuck Look at that same daisy shit like just uh shining up in your background. But now uh like the climate is slowly settling in. It is uh there you go, and it's fine, like sometimes we're 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 already at that stage where it's summer without it actually being summer, so yeah, um, like it's not really spring anymore, uh, but anyway, now that we've got introductions out of the way, just to give you guys a quick rundown of what we're doing in this show as of this episode, we will uh be talking about some news bits, there's a lot of news to cover, so we're gonna try to talk about like some of the more major stuff that took place uh on the newsline, uh news pipeline I should say. Uh we're gonna talk about Boskey Productions closure. Uh we're also gonna go ahead and talk about the new Steam Link app that uh Valve tried to go ahead and put through, which uh, we can only imagine is a response to PUBG's uh and Fortnite's mobile access. Um then um we are also gonna talk about some Pokemon Switch rumors, which uh has been Leaking more and more, and I think Nintendo would normally be a little bit more careful about this, but I don't know if it's a red herring that they're purposely doing because there's some. God, there's a lot of talk, so we'll we'll go ahead and go into that. Um, just uh, want to go ahead and cover that. Then we're gonna go ahead and also cover uh, what's in your console, which plenty to talk about there. Um probably one of the fullest what's in your consoles I think we've had in quite some time now that stuff is starting to come out before at least the summer drought uh, comes through and then feature topic spoiler culture and why um, if uh, ironically enough too we're going to try our hardest not to spoil anything as we talk about this topic but like I just in (laughs) case we will have the courtesy to uh, mention it we will also put any spoilers that we do in fact mention in the show notes so please keep in mind we will label what media we're spoiling and we will
2: uh label the time frame so that we know what to skip so almost like an example of what should be done when it comes to spoilers maybe like an educational how-to
1: yeah leading by example so there you
2: go uh without further ado let's
0: go
3: ahead and jump in the news
0: oh boy all right so man i i've been so hot and cold with cliff Blazinski that like i don't even know where to begin because i i've never really had too much of an issue with him and especially his ego but i feel as though that is slowly slipped away from him and like it's so weird too because um just the fate of Boss Key Productions, uh, recently closing down, as the the headline would suggest. Um, it it's kind of fostered like this talk of like how people are kind of pointing to them as an example of see guys like you know, major like developers even like fucking personalities with clout and experience. They're not immune to like like the harshness of uh, the potential like closure or or just falling yeah. by the wayside. Well.
2: It's also kind of a, I would almost say it's kind of a cautionary tale of being aware of what is your competition. Knowing your work. He, yeah, he was coming out with a game that was very Unreal-esque, which is kind of his stomping grounds, I would, I would think, like the Unreal stuff from back in the day before Gears came out. And I feel like that's the game that he wanted to put out, and he thought that was the game that was going to hit but you couldn't really anticipate the stuff that actually did come out. Like how many people thought Fortnite was going to become the thing that it became, uh, you know, in response to PUBG becoming what it PUBG just kind of exploded out of nowhere. But Fortnite came out and you're like, this is not going to go anywhere. This is like the Paragon kind of thing. Like, and I even, even thought Paragon was going to be pretty dope. And then that ended up falling by the wayside because of the success of Fortnite, we assume. And so I feel like, he got very, I wouldn't say cocky, but he was very... Defensive. Insanely well, defensive. Well, not even that. Like, But he, he also kind of came off as, I'm not concerned about my competition because there is no competition. This is the game everyone's going to be playing. And I feel like if he was maybe a little bit more not Cliffy B, not that personality of, well, look at my track record, oh, okay, obviously no. my game's going to be... On the timeline, you know I mean? he was arrogant first, then defensive. Yes, yes, and then he was like, well, now with Fortnite being the success it is, and then of course, right before we get this news of this closure, they come out with Radical Heights, which actually seemed like it was picking up some traction, but I think it was a little, too little too late. It was slapped um, together in the last minute. Everything about that game it really was, was slapped together. As a response to, and I feel like a lot of stuff he has done since he broke from Epic has been in response to, or... Because of the popularity of. I feel like he wasn't necessarily doing a a game or a service to his production company of like, let's do something original. Although, Lawbreakers had some cool ideas. I really liked the idea of like, propelling yourself and using like, your fire fire as like, momentum. Like, you would like, fire behind you to kind of push yourself through. But it was so fast paced, I don't think that it was really something that would be a casual game like something for a casual audience a little bit more for like your hardcore arena shooters
0: I just think he was so tone deaf
2: to like the reality of the industry and culture
0: versus his own like reputation in said industry like
2: yeah like maybe the time had passed for what he thought was popular in mainstream But couldn't let it go. Right. But, like, there's more.
0: There is so much more. Because,
2: like, okay. Sure, sure. With Lawbreakers,
0: again, and a lot of people told him, like, this is pretty brave of you to come out multiplayer only, required. Like, he could have done so much more of it. But he he Mm -hmm. leaned hard Mm -hmm. into that direction. And he punched down without any fucking thoughts looking back. But there's even more, like, because there was a postmortem recently done on, like, some of the other inner workings of the studio. And I cannot... I cannot, for the life of me, like even understand why any sort of resources or any sort of like fucking like, just anything was allocated towards this endeavor. This dude and his studio tried to launch what was essentially going to be what Lair on the PlayStation Three was supposed to be, but better. And he codenamed it Dragonflies. This is they—they they had a a postmortem of some concepts or working projects that they also had. This fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, was basically, and, and the more and more you look at it, the more it was actually, it was just fucking Lair, but, like, they had, like, some, he even threw in some, like, other ideas that he took inspiration from Scalebound. I really want you to hear what the proposed budget was for this game when he pitched it to would-be publishers for, for production. He was pitching this fucking concept, which was already a bit unstable, given, like, where he was taking a lot of his inspiration for for $40 million. $40 Fuck. million dollars for this new studio to chase down and fucking craft, which was, this, was essentially an idea that's never been fully realized, or at least realized well. That was one of his fucking concepts. Um, another one which I found, like, fairly interesting... Um and like it's funny because he he pitched it to like fucking four publishers before he gave up on it altogether. He pitched it to Activision, to or no more than that actually. He pitched it to Activision, Two K, Microsoft, Warner Brothers, Electronic Arts, and Sony. And all of them turned it down. I that's <sighs> you got some balls when you fucking pitch that to yeah. Sony.
2: Uh, I almost feel bad for him because I feel like he's going out there expecting him. Like, he's expecting that he's going to get a Kojima reception. Like, obviously, I'm Cliff Blazinski. Whatever I'm pitching, they're going to be, like, eating up. And it just didn't hit. Like you said, he went in with this expectation, with this certain, you know, I I guess, like, entitlement, maybe. And it just wasn't there. And and then he got defensive, maybe, like, when things weren't going his way. Oh, my God. Like, look, uh, dude. His... (laughs) But to but to his credit, I feel like the sudden closure of this production company was probably due to the fact that he didn't want it to go longer than it had to, to where people were like missing out on pay and you know, I, I feel like it was very sudden, but I feel like he did it in response to the fact that that he's gonna be basically letting people go. Like that people will lose their jobs, they'll lose their livelihood. He probably did it so that way there was enough money left to you know, give them a severance, maybe I don't know, I don't know the specifics, I don't know like all the you know inner workings of what the closure was like. We'll probably hear about it later on after a it, an NDA. it's or a tragedy, is off, man. but like I, yeah. I no one wants a game to fail and no. lawbreakers. And and, 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 and and no one should wish for a game to fail. It'll happen, but you don't want to wish that on people's livelihoods like it's not so much no. us saying like, hey, this production company sucked and this game didn't work. People try really hard to make this game something. And even in his own way, he tried to make it something, and it just didn't work. I And I feel like this is probably the best thing he could have done is to kind of gracefully say, okay, like, I'm going to close it down while we still got the money to pay these people and get them off somewhere else, hopefully, and I'm going to step away. But man, like, Lawbreakers wasn't even out for a year. Barely. And it was in beta for a long time. I before I still that, feel I think. bad. Like, quite, quite Imagine all those people who bought the game on limited run. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, the the physical copies. Yeah, kind of like how buy, like, buying Paragon physically was, was kind of a, a dumb idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I just, you know, that's not to say that not all of, like, I think the most interesting idea that I really, really enjoyed out of that post-mortem when, like, I was doing it. Like, again, a lot of it was just, like, it was one of those things where, like, you kind of just see, like, how there are so many good ideas and resources that are just, like they go to shit when they're managed or just maintained or operated in, in such a poor or like uh, sloppily thought out fashion. Um but Donuts was actually pretty cool. It was going to be a VR game that was going to be essentially a spiritual successor to Midway's Tubin. Uh but it was hmm. but it was going to incorporate like a uh, very cutesy aesthetic with like uh, forest animals and creatures, and it was also going to have a lot of mechanics and um, presentational touches that kind of like bring an attention to seasonal affective disorder, uh, which is a real disorder. That sure, yeah, I I Absolutely. really like that. That was probably one of the more I don't know, probably one of the more innovative things that like I think Bosky was like putting down in the works, but still. I, you know, and I feel bad, especially when Radical Heights came out, and, like, it just came out in such a hurry that, like, the, the whole thing with, like, not having a female avatar available as an option, oh, and then, mm-hmm. like, again, that's that's where a lot of Cliffy B's, like, defensiveness came, and then, like, he he could have represented himself a lot a lot more professionally or tactfully, but at the same time, like, that's not him, he comes from an old guard, and it's, you know, it's kind of hard, I just... I feel bad because, like, I don't think we're going to see him in in the video games realm for some time unless it's just, like, sideline commentary. But, like, he's taking a break and it kind of, it makes me feel bad. It's just gotten to the point where, like, I can't tell if the industry and culture is just getting to be so unstable that, like, you need to, God, you need to have, like, a surefire hit to, like, maintain any, any sort of stability before, like, you're you're looking you're staring down closures
2: like the next like quarter or or even fucking the next mm-hmm. month but you really just don't have that like you said it's an old guard that's kind of slowly dying off you don't have that personality that that you know uh figurehead of a company that's out there promoting the game and being the celebrity like the games kind of speak for themselves now you don't need the person to like promote and pitch and and you know be the person to get that game out there. Like I, a prime example, I think for me is God of War with uh, Corey Balrog. Yeah. Like the guy comes out there and he, he's not a personality. He's just a guy. Like he he kind of doesn't give you the PR spiel. Like he's kind of just, he, he, he talks like a normal person. He says shit like a normal person. He gets emotional like a normal person, like, like stuff like that. Like, and also it kind of also reminds me when he's getting very emotional about the release of God of War and the, reception it was getting it reminded me of the developer at ubisoft when they brought out mario vs rabbits like mm-hmm. and how emotional he got like that's that's real and i feel like that the personality behind the games where they were just like the personality and they weren't a real person like we don't want that we want authentic we want you know Case in point, some, David someone someone uh yeah okay uh, yeah yeah absolutely and, and where it's like he's almost support like he's almost overshadowing the game just because of whatever his antics are at the time yeah absolutely and i think it it, it can't be about the person it has to be about the product and i think that's i think it's where we're getting to i think i think consumers and and fans are getting smarter well like they're actually they're actually like judging it based on the merits of the product and not the people involved which is good
0: well, I mean, and, like, I'd love your input on this here. Um, I, I kind of feel like a lot of that has to do, like, the fatigue of, like, being this larger-than-life personality. Not even in just PR, but, like, journalism, all of it within video games. I think a lot of that has to, has to do with, like, the prevalence of that shit on YouTube and, like, people getting burnt out on it. Like, when, would you oh, say yeah. that?
1: I would say so, definitely.
0: I mean, there's only so much you can take of, like, somebody shouting at you from a camera lens. Like, how how fresh is that yeah. even?
1: I think that uh, that's been a thing that even like people that were made famous for doing that don't do that anymore.
3: And
0: they can't. They can't afford yeah. to. It's. It's just at no. this point, you're. You're you definitely have to cater to like whatever SEO trend or like like buzzworthy uh, reference would will be able to get you uh, whatever traffic you need to stay afloat, but. <sighs> i i don't know it's it's just it's food for thought but yeah. what is speaking of trends that are sort of like commanding uh the game space or are kind of happening like it's it's just so weird like i haven't seen fucking people on their phones this much since angry birds or like just pokemon go or other stuff it's just like fortnite and pubg have inspired valve to do a Uh, essentially release a Steam Link app instead of the Steam Link device, uh, an app that would basically connect your smartphone to your whatever terminal you're you're mainly running off of your Steam client and uh, give you access to certain games that would be compatible to play directly on your smartphone, Uh, especially those with controller compatibility. You can use a Bluetooth controller. Um, And some of them will also have a touchscreen interface, but um, also, like interestingly enough... Uh, which I, I honestly, I kind of like, yeah, I talked about that. Um, and I, I would love to see like, uh, Sarah, um, on an off topic, like, have you used the 8-bit dough on some mobile games?
1: Oh yeah. Which mobile games? Um, Metal Slug. Oh. King of Fighters 98.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. Real quick. Am I the only one that's still rocking iOS? I think everybody else is Android. Android, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm running an S8 right now.
0: Yeah, so, like, have you guys gotten a chance to check out Steam Link? Because that kind of goes into our topic. It's it's officially out,
2: but... It, it, it's in it's in beta, I thought, for Android. I don't know if it's an official release. I think it's, like, a, I downloaded it. I haven't messed with it yet, personally. Um, but I, I have it downloaded. Um, I'll use it probably about as much as I use Steam Link on my my television setup now which is not very often i have I it mean, i tried I the using like i have the controller the controllers poop from my butt it's not the i i thought it great.
1: was i thought it was decent like the analog stick is about as good as it gets if you're looking for a decent analog stick
2: it it's maybe the only thing that's maybe good about that controller yeah. like you,
1: else you could play a bullet great. hell shooter with it pretty easily
2: well because it's how, how concave it is like with no the...
1: just how responsive it is oh okay yeah, it's super responsive. But,
2: but isn't it clicky though? I remember it being kind of clicky.
1: What, the the analog stick? No.
2: Was it, oh not the analog? Maybe I'm thinking of the D pad or the yeah, whatever the, that the D-pad D-pad. is.
1: The D pad is the D pad is fucked.
2: Like I'm I'm <laughs> looking at it. it's down there like at the very bottom of my entertainment center, just kind of in its own yeah. little holder. Just kinda yeah, like, tucked away. Like, I tried just, using I the I'm actual
1: I tried using the actual Steam link and it was kind of shit. Uh, I couldn't get it to actually work.
0: I use the Steam Link mm. all the time. In yeah. fact, that's how, like, sometimes... You
2: also use an OUYA all the time, so yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: hey, man, I wanted to play Pizza Boy the other day, and guess what? Mm-hmm. I was able to do it because I was thinking about doing a quick little blurb about some indie games that, like, redefine the mobile space, that being one of them. It's kind of sad, too, because, like, that shortly after the OUYA version, like, that studio really didn't do much of shit afterwards. And believe it or not, there's a few releases that are coming out on the Uya still, and there's some that have also what? released on the Ouya. One of them
2: new releases on the Uya. It's like when they make a SNES cart nowadays. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's Holy like shit.
1: Dreamcast games. Oh there God. is actually a yeah. SNES
2: cart coming out. Uh Retrovision. Yeah. They are
0: releasing a Japanese-only take on Super Double Dragon. That was recently. Yeah, there's, also,
1: there's also a commemorative cart for Super R-Type and R-Type Three. Oh wow. So if you don't want to spend a thousand dollars on the two of them combined, mm.
0: damn. Jesus. Wait, is that is that an IM8 bit joint or uh, also retro? Mm,
1: I think it's retro bit or something along those lines.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. But uh, yeah, on. they
1: they made they yeah. are making one
0: because it's done by the real quick uh, retroism. Because uh, they oh oh, that's
2: that's the fighter game isn't it Unholy or something Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is is the press pause
0: radio review copy that like I still need to get the review out for. But let me tell you guys, it's terrible. It is terrible, and Uh, no, it it is very bad. I didn't know how to review it. Like I was like, oh cool, thanks for the review copy, and
2: I I think he just did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I think we, just, I've talked about it before. It. I could have sworn, like, I've talked about it before. And I probably, I had something that works. I think the only way I felt like I could do it just is if we did a play play on it, um, which
1: it is our uh, type returns by retro bit. So maybe I'll hit them up. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> See what I can do. yeah. Can and get an like
2: Mercury copy son. I, I mean, again,
0: we would love to go ahead and. We would love to talk about it. I did talk about Unholy Night. In fact, I even had something written for it, but it wasn't long enough to be a review. It is that bad, you guys. It is fucking terrible. I'll get the link going. Um, yeah. But I. Oh man. Yeah. Retroism is doing um, uh, the Double Dragon release, but there was also. Yeah. Uh, I am Eight Bit is doing that commemorative uh, Mega Man X, Mega Man Two, which I. Yeah, the blue carts or whatever I, they're coming out with. I really, really, really hope that they're they're using material that's way less toxic and way less dangerous than what they did with the Street Fighter release. Because uh Oh yeah, um, didn't they have like a yeah, they
1: had, a warning that it would catch fire or something like that?
0: If used on hardware. It this is more for commemorative purposes. I'm like <laughs> what? fuck off. Um What's the
1: point?
2: Yeah. I just paint my cart and then be done with it, you know? Pretty yeah. much. Um yeah. but
0: going back to uh Steamlink, I okay. I personally enjoy uh, the device, especially when there are certain games that just, like, have a pop more on my, like, giant, like, 44-inch television. Uh, like Hollow Knight, for example, is something I love coming back to. Uh, a Hat in Time was reviewed there. And it it's also, like... One thing that I primarily enjoy using it is in conjunction with the Steam controller, because with the Steam controller... You have to do a lot of those configurations directly with your PC hardware if you use it without the link. But through the link, the link acts as like an uh, interceptor mm-hmm. that, that kind of just deals with all of the optimization nuances needed for the controller to work well, but still works really well with streaming. And Plus, like everything I have is wired and not, not done yeah. wirelessly, so I get the best...
2: And if I'm not mistaken, the Steam link itself works with other devices like keyboard, mouse... Uh, I've seen that they have a PS4 that can work on it fairly well. Yeah, like a DualShock 4 controller and uh, the Nintendo controller, the Pro mm-hmm. controller. I think they just configured for it. So because it's a blue. Like that's kind of cool. It, yeah. So like it almost like kind of like does the the heavy lifting for you when it comes to getting like you know other devices enabled for your PC games. Yeah, you don't like, have to it almost, worry about it's almost used for that or... alone. Shh. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like like actually like configuring all that stuff. No, no, I I wouldn't even start. So that's that's cool. It's almost like a like a secondary use for it is like yes, yeah, streaming your PC games to like a another device in the house or wherever you're at, but also to configure the controller and do the hard work for you when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, but I haven't gotten a mm-hmm. chance to really mess around
2: with it on mobile, and I'm I might try. I might try. I I, I have a download. I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot since obviously, the other part of your story when it comes to that is certain people can't use it or have it on their device no so apple currently there are talks
0: where um apple is trying to work out some sort of solution but whatever the solution will be it will definitely leave apple users on the short end and if you think about it like apple takes a 30 percent cut of all apps like sold through its marketplace so especially within the games realm imagine like this one streaming app service that like essentially like if it's picking up as much as it is, it everybody wants it. Yeah. And not only that, like a lot of mobile apps, like, like downfall or I'm sorry, down. Well, think about it. Like it's steam version versus it's like iOS version. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a whole lot of configuration or conversion to really get the same sort of effect from games that worked well in a mobile space and a steam space to kind of just like, Filter out really well uh, w- within that sort of format. So i I can imagine Apple's concerns, but like they, it's just it's so they're such phonies when it comes to like who they're who they're looking out for in terms of the best interest of. Because there are so many other apps that like violate their guidelines that they can they can't even bat an eyelash at because it, it's not worth or otherwise doesn't necessarily um, it's overlooked by them. But now, uh, you know, Valve comes out with this and it, and
2: it becomes priority one. They become public enemy number one. And Well, I think it's probably a lot of it because of the gaming services that are offered by Apple as opposed to the gaming services offered by Valve. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with that. Like, they, you know, this is our gaming territory. This is our gaming space. We don't want people to... Negate what we're offering for games and services so they can play your games and services on our devices. That's probably all it comes down to. I mean, yeah, but
0: Apple really kind of lost a big slice of that pie like the moment they went to iOS 11 because with going to iOS 11, they nerfed like at least 40% of like some backlog games. It's weird Mm -hmm. what doesn't work on my iPhone anymore. So the first two Chaos Rings done. They don't work. I can play the third one, mm-hmm. which it sucks because the only way I can play that game again is if I download the Japanese variants of them on Vita. So because they, the only, yeah, that was the only way I could play those when games. When Vita was doing
2: all the mobile-ass games after a while. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, Pizza mm-hmm. Boy doesn't work. A lot of game because like iOS 11 has required developers to update their apps to essentially work. And like... D- I can't even imagine like how semantical the update is, but I don't imagine it's something big. It's just it's something that Apple did to essentially like, lo- gate out older stuff, and it's so fucking weird. You want to know what still works on my iPhone? It's still the strangest thing. It's still the strangest goddamn thing. It's one of the first game apps available on iOS since 2006. Are you ready for it? It's Vi, the Sega CD RPG port Vi that, yeah it's My. still dude, not only does it still work weirdly enough, but like when you turn on this game and you play it, it it reduces the old school interface for Apple, like ooh, I have the I have the music still playing, like I want you to look at this. do you recognize this old fucking you can't really see it, but
1: a white square, <laughs> right?
0: It is a white square. Um, yeah. If I can reduce actually my brightness, which I think I will do.
2: Um, I don't. I just feel like with like Android devices, especially like I know, Sarah, Like with, do you feel like there's a a, a good amount of shmups on Android devices, or do you feel like having this Steam Link integration would get you? that accessibility because i well, don't feel like there's but, much in the way of Schmops on android that are actually worth yeah really a lot of them are kind of investment.
1: a lot of them are just like you know cheaply made chinese mm-hmm. uh developed uh apps that may or may not have any sort of decent gameplay to them uh sure. i know a lot a lot of like the really good ones they're not around anymore all of the cave stuff doesn't work and it's inaccessible mm-hmm. uh ikaruga was delisted so that's not a thing anymore yeah, a lot of them um, were delisted too. So, like, yeah, even, like they so, they yeah.
0: basically hang out as husks on your phone,
1: yeah. more or less. Yeah,
0: I just decided to go ahead and send you guys a screenshot because fuck, fuck webcam technology and resolution and all that. But like, it's so weird. This game still, it perf. It is kind the time. time capsule. Yeah, kind of
1: ish.
2: There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, I seize it. I seize it. But it is,
0: it is mind-boggling the way Apple manages their stuff and like. I I don't know. I don't think they have I don't think they have a lot of legacy in mind when it comes to uh preserving some of their older releases and like that that's sort of like what that's why Andrew, like having the Ouya around would still mm-hmm. preserve stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that was released that was on mobile space, it still works perfectly fine. Um mm-hmm. resolution is not updated to fill. Like I actually had my OUYA running on a smaller screen and it was fine. But now that I have it running on a bigger screen, like some stuff doesn't have the best fidelity and I'll probably mm-hmm. never get updated, but it is what it is. But anyway, I'm curious to see whatever resolution Apple does work out with uh valve, but I guarantee you it won't, it'll be something that like compromises it to the point where it's not even It's not nothing even worth, worth yeah. the, like it might as well. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm really,
1: yeah. I don't know. I I don't think I'd use it actually. I would probably just, if I want to play a computer game, I'll I'll be on the computer. Just try. But no, uh.
0: like, go to the bus stop, like, tap into your Steam client, put on Mushahimi Same or fucking, like, something from your Steam Link app. I would love to hear your your report of it because I I just want to know what I'm missing out on. What everybody with Apple is missing right. out on. I can't I can't leave this fucking phone. I put too much money in it. But now I'm starting to think that everything I put money in is just gone.
1: Um so might yeah, as well. I mean that's the main thing.
0: But um a last bit of news that I kinda like want to go ahead and pull out there. Um so trademarks were filed and recently uh found, uh done by Nintendo for Pokemon Hey, let's go. Pikachu edition and Pokemon Hey Let's Go Eevee edition. Um and there's some rumors that like we're we're recording I think on the cusp of E3 like just before like we're going like we got one couple more weeks, week maybe. or a couple more weeks. I want to say it's uh... like June. Yeah, th- we got one more week before E3. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's
1: soonish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, cuz I believe E3 drops around first week of June. Everybody's kind of getting their shit ready. Um And with a lot of leaks and buzz happening, um, one of the more noteworthy leaks would be uh, the Pokemon games that were already promised to us the previous Nintendo Direct uh, to come out onto the Switch. Uh, There's going to be... There's some more information that was uh, potentially revealed. There are most likely going to be remakes of Pokemon Yellow, of all things. I don't know... Uh, how much more we've got really coming with that. Um, but there's also additional rumors that there's going to be some sort of integration with Pokemon Go, which I am not a fan of. I don't think there that Pokemon Go's got any sort of legs to really do anything noteworthy yeah. for this game or anything vice versa. So, I I...
1: Not to mention, just look like what Nintendo did with voice chat. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I mean
0: I If interfacing
1: with a headset is such a big deal, how about how about interfacing with a mobile phone? do Don't know.
0: I mean, at this point I I'm also not the biggest fan that uh of the idea that it's just going to be a remake of the original where we're only really dealing with the like I I feel like there's enough going on with Pokemon that it doesn't have to go back to the well when it, when it comes to nostalgia.
1: I mean, are... at the same time, though, I mean, yellow is significant in that uh, it it added a lot of stuff from like the TV show uh, to the game. Like, you know, Jesse and James were in there and they weren't in blue and red. And, uh, you know, there was the interaction with the the walking Pokemon, which wasn't re-implemented until later. So it might be a good way to go about it. And if they wanted to bring it to like a 3D engine, they could probably do a good uh, a good job of it.
0: Yeah, but like there there's still gonna be new Pokemon that they are adding. Um, but they're all like the rumors that again, nothing's concrete, but the big rumors are there's gonna be more uh evolutions. Uh, primarily also for E V and Pikachu. I don't know if it's an alternative revolution for Pikachu or something in addition to Raichu. We don't know. Uh that there's gonna be There was
1: there was that rumor that there was supposed to be a third evolution. That was revealed recently.
0: Yeah, that this is linked to that, but I think the the Pokemon Go integration that like they're now making reference to is that you can most likely uh, play it from a first like. There's been rumors that it's just going to be done in a first person perspective where you can even throw balls if you play it in handheld mode, like you do with Go. Which yeah, exactly. Like, I, dope, dope. Not so sure. I don't know, that. dude. You play Go enough, it's annoying. Like, okay, that's fair. That's fair.
2: Um. But
1: you know, I only just got the hang of the stupid spin throw.
2: Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. I still don't do it because I always fuck it up. You have to. You,
0: bleh, excuse me. You you have to do yeah. it now, especially if you want like a Mew. That's one
2: of the required. It's dumb. I'm level twenty like four in Pokemon Go, so mm. I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I I I'm not your level, sir. I'm 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 scrub level. Right
1: now. <laughs> I'm. Slight side note, actually, I got an EX raid pass from Mewtwo.
3: Oh, is that your first one? And
1: yeah. Uh but of course I was working today, so Day went out for me and there was like a group of eighty people there, and somewhere in the group someone recognized my uh my account name and they're well, like, you... Hey, this this isn't a shmup. Ah. <laughs> Apparently so uh, some I random guy, some random bullet heaven viewer out there. There you go. That was pretty I love cool.
0: It. Um Did you end up getting it?
1: No. Oh. Of course not.
3: Mm.
1: no my I, i'm pretty sure my account is eternally doomed not to get a very good selection of legendaries like i still don't have moltres i still don't have latios or latius really uh-huh. i still they, don't they have like the, they're right Ho-Oh, now the original or,
0: birds are part of the uh the new research mechanic that they've added
1: oh yeah i know i got another zapdos but no not moltres
0: oh moltres was the first one so mm. so they'll cycle yeah. it dude they've been cycling them
1: Oh, uh, well, uh, it's not not a big deal. I I don't still don't I'm not as I'm not as hardcore into it, right? So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I still unfortunately am. Like right now I'm I'm <laughs> practicing Adventure Week, so I'm using it to get all the candy I can for my buddy. Um I nearly have all of the Hoenn Pokémon. I'm I'm missing right. like 3 um, now, my daughter,
1: on the other hand, she's actually gotten both Mewtwo and Mew, and she's only been playing for a little while. She's been completely hardcore into it.
0: Yeah, at, at this point, like, I do enjoy the fact that they've made
2: <laughs> it way more accessible. This is why I'm playing that the hotness Disney Heroes battle mode. What up? Have you really been playing it? Uh, Yeah, I have. <laughs> It it's nice. it's really not good. It's really not good. But <laughs> I thought it was going to be cool because I had Rocket Ralph. So, yeah, dude, that Kingdom Hearts yeah. three reveal.
0: I I was mm-hmm. I was eating them up. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I I would kind of like to see more. And and it, I think the funniest thing through that whole reveal is that they're still sticking with the twenty eighteen. Like, we're we're still sticking
2: with a 2018 good, release. Good, good fucking luck with that. They even fucking pushed uh, *Whoop Among Us 2 back to 2019. So, if that can't come out this year, Kingdom Hearts 3 can't come out this year. Yeah. No. Nope. Ain't happening.
1: Um. I want to know if... Well, maybe we'll get into that later. Never mind.
0: Well, all right. I, I think... Oh, uh, one thing that I, I also want to mention just to cap off the news is uh, Nintendo filed another trademark uh, related to the Nintendo 64, so... I yeah which it's great and if you guys haven't gotten the chance we'll actually put in the show notes um Sarah wrote an incredible piece on why the Nintendo 64 and a potential Nintendo 64 classic would be a terrible idea um
1: it is a terrible idea
0: (laughs) I am I'm with them of that but I think I think what they would do if Nintendo's been paying attention to um which I don't know what what sort of Uh, legal yoga they would have to go ahead and put themselves through to kind of accomplish that but um i think with the 64 classic they might be going a different route and instead of making it plug and play like the snes or the NES, they could be doing like a miniature like a a miniature one where you can actually plug carts into it and it would have hdmi uh, like connectivity with like the interlacing working the way it should have I mean, hopefully that. There's a lot of rumors surrounding that. Um,
1: yeah. No, I think that'd be a, that'd be even worse.
0: You think that'd be even worse?
1: <laughs> be even worse.
0: Well, I mean, for a car for
1: for them to introduce cartridges in in addition to the system.
0: No, no, I don't want them to introduce cartridges. I want them. That,
1: that would be a terrible, terrible. No, idea. but that'd just be even, the, the, the
0: connectivity, like using existing cartridges. That would probably, oh, okay, Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. No, no, I don't want them to use cartridge. No, 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 no. <laughs> to use existing <laughs> like cartridges. smaller
1: cartridge, that that would be a fiasco. That would oh, be awful. That would be the worst. That would be, that the, would worst. be the worst. No, but to use existing I...
0: cartridges and like instead of having the games like built in, they can actually use existing stuff. I don't know. Again, there's probably a lot of legal yoga involved with. Yeah. I you know third party stuff, but it. It would be an interesting route to go, especially the fact that, like, you know, if 64 shit is so hard to emulate, why not fix what ran it operatively and then, like, just allow people to use their old car and, like, make it region free. Boom. You can even, like, kill the scalper market and have people import.
1: Although that might drive prices up, but, you know. That would drive prices up not only for the (laughs) system,
0: but the games. Like, just imagine, oh my god, the turnaround on the games... It it would it would be a a, a bloodbath, but I I don't know I I'd, I'd I'd honestly prefer that over like because like it, it it works within the architecture of the SNES and the NES, but not not so much the 64. So I don't know.
2: Um, would you give a shit if there was a Nintendo 64 classic, Andrew? Just to get the wrestling games. It's literally <laughs> the only reason why I would even care. Just give me the the uh. THQ, I think it was, yeah, THQ, it was THQ, right? The AKI wrestling games, like yeah, uh, World Tour, Revenge, No Mercy, No Mercy, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2000. 2000. Give me, give me those, and that's all I really care about. There's really nothing else I have to have on the N64. So if that, if they include those, which they won't, but if they, if they were going to include those, then yeah, I'm on board. Otherwise, no. There's just not enough there. For There's me not to enough. Yeah, want to get That's that. a whole
0: thing that's kind of fucked too. Because think about it.
2: But but then again, I think about the games I never did play that I would maybe possibly play, like Ogre Battle '64 and all these like kind of obscure games. Like we just talked about the Virtual Console not too long ago, stuff like that. You know that maybe would get released on there would be kind of cool. But at the same time, just give me that access to that library to download on another device. It doesn't have to be on this, and it doesn't have to be. Something I'm just going to have to go and just like, you know, somehow soft mod to get the games on there I want, you know, like, I just give, give us the access to that library and that'd be better off.
1: It does remind me that I need to get Bang IO and Nintendo 64.
3: Mm.
2: But that also mm. brings the note
0: I guarantee, just like they did with the SNES Classic, if they do something like that, they will come out with, like, some sort of never before release in the US. Like, I guarantee. I I will put a hundred bucks and say that it would be custom Robo, not just Sit-In Punishment. Sit-In Punishment, I'm probably sure they'll guarantee to, like already, b- by default.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. like custom Robo is still something that like
2: they could. But at the same time, do you, do you think that was a big selling point for the SNES Classic was the Star Fox Two release? Yes, I'm I'm yeah, on the fact time, that it yeah. was also okay. like I okay,
0: for the casual crowd, no. For us. Yes. Sure. Okay.
1: I think uh, if they did a translation of Dobotsu no Mori, that might be pretty good too.
0: Yeah, or... or like I, the
1: original Animal Crossing, right?
0: Imagine that would... That'd be really cool, actually. I don't even know what that looks like. If you played it on GameCube, you played it. <laughs>
1: oh oh okay. my god, okay, they gotcha, look so gotcha.
0: weirdly, eerily similar, which is, you know, huh. kind of, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a knock on the cube. But... I digress. I think there's a lot for us to talk about in terms of what's in your console. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and let's get let's jump into that.
2: Oh, hey, Andrew. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? How you doing? Uh,
0: well, same old, same old, really. Ah! Ah!
3: Ah!
2: What? How'd you do that? What happened? I, I tweaked something. I tweaked it. I think I tweaked Jeez. my elbow. God, oh, now that's it's the, the wrong this kind ear- of tweak. <laughs> it's these earbuds I wear. Like, I think I'm going to be working out, so I want to have the right earbuds to work out and run. If I end up just tripping over them and, and hurting myself like I just did...
0: Yeah, you're subscribing to the wrong Mm. kind of tweak
2: there, pal. I mean, Mm. speaking of earbuds, tweaked audio. Jesus,
0: tweaked audio. Dude, they're tangle-free. Tangle-free earbuds that come in seven different styles and colors. And not only that, they allow for mic'd and non-mic'd versions. So that way you can use them
2: anytime you're, I don't know, calling for a doctor. Because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. Right now, yeah, exactly. Those those, those cost way too much money, though. I I don't think I could afford a a pair of earbuds that don't tangle. Because they all do. They always tangle up.
0: You know, dude, they are designed to sound great, and they're really cool for uh, just about anything you need them for is because they got noise-reducing design. So with all these sweet features, you'd be in luck because we currently have a code that you can use on tweakedaudio.com
2: right now. It's PPR. You just got to type P-R. PPR, and you'll be set from there. It's easy enough. Hey, Sarah, can you help me up, man? Like, I think I really hurt something. I need some yeah, help. Man. Can you prop me up, oh, please? All right.
1: Dude, what happened? Get up, man. So you, you, te- you tripped over these things?
2: Yeah, I, more like I fell over them, I think. Oh, honestly, man. I hurt myself pretty bad.
1: Why don't you have any tweaked? I mean, they're compatible with iPods, iPhones, and Android devices, so you really have no excuse.
2: I mean, I guess, but like you said, there's a discount code. But I mean, am I really going to save a lot, you think, with this? Because I, I really can't afford... I, I, I honestly tear up all my earbuds, like, all the time.
1: Well, 33% off with free shipping and a lifetime warranty? How could you afford not to, dude?
2: lifetime of warranty would be amazing cuz i'm very very clumsy and also I, I live on a limited income because i buy way too many earbuds so i need to buy one <laughs> i need to buy one pair and be done so i think this is the one i'm going to get
1: man go to www.tweakedaudio.com and get your shit sorted out
0: yeah dude enter in the code ppr and you can get 33% off some new earbuds uh but before we do that let's let's get you to the nearest emergency uh,
2: care yeah yeah Yeah. can we ice this? thank you Okay.
0: What's in your console? All right. Um, I've been playing a lot. I usually go last, but I don't know. I, I wh- Who who feels like going first? Usually I make one of you guys go first, but maybe I should get mine out
2: of the way. I don't know. What do you
0: Yeah, I We'll say? let you
1: get, get yours yeah. out of the way there.
2: If you're eager to talk about these games, I'd be interested in hearing about
0: them. So I've been playing... Uh, some review games. There's one that's pretty... I bought this. We didn't get a review copy, so I've been taking my time with it, but I really need to put something out with it. But um... and I think I, t- I touched on it a little bit last recording, did I? Did I talk about God of War? Last recording? I don't believe I have.
2: Mm, maybe not. Not that I'm remembering. It...
0: That game is really, really taking me by surprise. It has knocked me on my ass. Disappointed
1: Father Simulator 2018. <laughs> well... Here's the. I'm
2: not very far in it at all. I did like the first, like, uh, not to spoil anything, but I did like the first fight. I guess you could say, and that's that's as far as I've gotten. I yeah, I'm gonna try to tread carefully over what it is. And
0: what's funny is, um, Val like played alongside me, uh, in concern to like kind of keeping track because I'm trying to like essentially get as much as i can from all the secondary quests like I, I don't know if i'm going to try to complete the game fully outright but i'm going to try to get as much as i possibly can and then kind of you know mull it over uh whether or not i want to put forth the effort cuz uh i've been so deep in Yakuza 6 that um i'm about to complete it all the way aside from just yeah, replaying yeah, yeah. it again uh to get that last trophy nice. um
1: just in time for Kiwami 2 yep which
2: I am, and, and they also announced they're doing what all of them, everything up, up to five, five. Yeah. everything yeah, up. Releasing it,
0: which will be great because five did not get a release, uh, physical release here in the states. So I'm yeah, looking forward only. to that. You're right. Um, there's also a samurai uh, inspired spinoff where it's uh, like an Else Worlds take, kind of like Dead Souls, where what if uh, the universe of Yakuza took place in the Edo era? That came out on PlayStation Four, so I would love for a release of that. Um, but anyway, God of War. Back to dads. Um, Dad of son. Uh, War Daddy, as I've been calling it. Uh, <laughs> War fucking Dad, like War it. Daddy is. Yes. Man, it is something. I for it was really weird because uh, everybody's been pretty like the combat has been pretty polarizing among people, but I I for one love it it i think what made me acclimate to it so much though is i've always been a fan of those like uh those tank controls for a third person like godhand it just it screamed godhand to me um but much more fluid probably way more accessible um not as fast though i really enjoy that there's this like there's such a weight and gravity to what you do to where um all of the mindlessness of and carnage from the previous uh, God of War has now been filtered through something that requires like a, a much more tactful approach. Um, I also like, aside from any other companion character, like narratively he kind of gets on my nerves a bit. But like I'm, I'm getting to the point like that's I think that's like the one thing I can spite the game is that like I do feel like this tinge of attachment and compassion for this kid, and I I definitely do hate the way uh. Kratos is so insensitive to some of his other needs that like he unfortunately didn't get from Kratos he got from their mom, which this is't spoiler like the game immediately immediately stopped or starts with the uh the fridged woman trope, but it actually does so to a fairly like solid I would even argue to say tasteful degree um and it was sort of. I'm not there yet, but based on, like, what we've read within the lore, as you progress within the game, it ties itself up so well. And, like, I think what what I really enjoy is that, like, I didn't think that the game would have such a turnaround with uh, Kratos' past. I, I really thought this was going to be, like, a weird reboot that kind of sort of left things behind, but it doesn't. It absolutely acknowledges and addresses everything that's happened in all of the God of War games that came before it. There's so much in its lore rich, just rich with exposition. Um, and it also works in, in great degree to just like the Norse mythology, um, which unfortunately I'm not entirely familiar with. Not like the way I. I that's the one thing. Like Greek mythology is almost homogenous with like the American educational system. Like everybody's mm-hmm. got a weird like I don't I don't know about you Sir like you like are you f- somewhat familiar with Greek mythology to an extent like do you know yeah, what uh, yeah. yeah but like can we say the same about Norse? No. That's like some weird like fucking astrology just, club just, like Just bullshit. based on
2: Marvel movies is about all you can go off. Which is
0: super of. far. It's super far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. because like Odin's a dick. Thor's a dick. Yeah. They're all awful. They're all terrible gods. <laughs> um but the adaptions and what they've done with it, especially when it kind of like, it motivates you to go see it. What similar to what they've done in some of the uh, stories that they've adapted, uh, especially in three with Greek mythology, they've done to greater extent. Like they've basically, they're retelling like famous stories within North mythology, but they're, are they're having Kratos fill in, um, a spot of one character with himself. And they're, they're tying around the context that comes from like the, um, all, all of this history going on before. So it's great when like, you kind of come to a point where like that, that comes into play with his, uh, with his character and how he interacts. And it's great because you see a lot of evolution before, like there are points where like, I mean, if you, if you've played a previous God of War game, Kratos doesn't share a lot of small talk um with any of the characters that he has to contend with it's all intimidation and all like he'll he's even attacked or killed any of them afterwards or like he hasn't like shied away from just like shedding their blood now with atreus around he he actually keeps himself in check and he even resorts himself to small talk but it's very jaded it's very like off-putting <laughs> but like it's still like nonetheless an evolution of the character and you actually see um there's a great exchange to where atreus is essentially teaching Kratos have to be more of a human and Kratos in turn is teaching him how to be more of a warrior. And the more you have these talks and the more you do things, the more it actually affects the way Atreus helps you in combat. Like in the beginning, he's useless. He's absolutely useless. He's anxiety ridden. He's like, so, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of, and, and it causes some irritation, especially like I will, I will have to say like another rough patch is that game has a horrible difficulty curve in the beginning. In the beginning, you, like, will die a lot. But then the moment mm-hmm. you get some experience going and you kind of get a hang of how things are, if you put some effort into leveling up your abilities and whatnot, as is, is obtuse as some of those interfaces might be in the pause menu, you get into a rhythm where you can make some progress. But, um, I I love it. there. That game, I have never seen a game more beautiful on the PlayStation 4, not since Last of Us Remastered. Um, and there's a lot of parallels between that and, and Last of Us. Speaking of which, except, sure. I think narratively and and then uh, what I came to expect from both characters, um, in Last of Us, it's very much a story of two characters. However, I don't feel like Atreus really has like the priority that Ellie would, and that's like the one that's where, mm-hmm. that's what keeps me from comparing them completely. Like at the end of it, it's always going to be Kratos's story, but he 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 doesn't play second fiddle as much as you'd expect just yeah. just enough to where they're not on equal footing like you know the it's comparison
2: do you feel like the voice acting is on par? I feel like the last of us will always be one of the most like brilliantly voice like just like everything about the voice acting was so good that they even did it live and it still was as good as the, you know, video game product itself. I don't know if the voice acting, from what I've seen of God of War so far, really holds up to it, in my opinion. No. It's not bad. Kratos is great. It's just not... Everyone is great. My biggest
0: issue is Atreus, to be honest. Yeah. And the reason is, is there's, it's his dialogue. The, 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 the scripting for him, like it's weird and mm-hmm. as nitpicky as it sounds, like there's some ludonarrative dissonance in this fucking kid saying, Oh God, whatever. Jeez. Like he actually, he acts like a modern kid. Like, he'll yeah, give me in attitude. His, yeah. He'll give you attitude, but like his attitude, mm-hmm. like you would think that like the, the dialect would be a little bit more of the era that it's supposed to evoke. Sure. And like, he like I I swear to god I'm not fucking shitting you I'll find it At some point I swear to god I hear this kid say whatevs. Don't fucking say whatevs. You <laughs> like you're, you're yeah, like some no fucking good. Norse kid like like but like in BC shit What no like it's a, it's a weird shit like that that kind of takes me out of yeah. it Um but it's yeah, only yeah. Exactly. it's only Atreus everyone else like um there is a character which, funny enough, goes into our topic. You don't encounter this character until near halfway in the game, but Adult Swim in their promotional material uh, with uh, their um, doing like an affiliate partnership deal in, in concern to promoting God of War and then in case promoting Adult Swim actually spoiled the existence of this character. And like this character is like far from the beginning of the game. Like you have to invest. Like I guarantee you haven't met this character yet. You watch this nope. goddamn advert, and there's this character, and he's a, and, and this character thankfully, is. A,
2: thankfully, I don't think I've watched it because I don't watch Adult Swim. So I think I'm. You don't okay have to. So it's far. shown
0: up on my Facebook feed. I think it's because I like Adult Swim because I like Adult Swim games. Yeah. So Adult Swim games
2: has like shared the advert. So and that will that'll come into in the conversation about spoilers, but I think there's ways to combat that, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get closer to that. Right. I, for sure. Personally, I really dig it. I think
0: there's some clumsiness with the interface. There's some clumsiness with, uh, some of the dialogue, like there's some rough edges, like there's little Mm -hmm. rough edges you can find anywhere. So, as weird as that sounds, I still don't hesitate to call this game a masterpiece. It it is definitely done like there's there's significantly great moments that are also incredibly rewarding if you've played the previous games. Like that's the
2: one thing. Like I it almost has it going But again. but but it can but it can stand alone where you don't have to have played those games to get everything out of it.
0: Yes, I think so. But I okay. feel like but I will yeah. say this you get more out of it. When you have mm-hmm. like this, and like a knowledge of the previous games, especially like, yeah, there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of like off, t- like off-topic like callbacks, especially in the uh, secondary quests. But yeah, mm-hmm. God of War, playing the shit out of it, very good. Um, some other indie games I played that I'm also playing for review, uh, a robot named Fight. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this one. This one is uh, uh, essentially a Metroidvania, but with a rogue-like design. And what happens is it's permadeath in the in in the scope of rogue uh, rogue-like rules. When you die, you start all over from the beginning, but the world is not the same, and locations of hmm. items are not the same. However, you have to die. And create a seed that the new game can then pull off of, because there are just certain. There's a certain point where you'll peak, and then you'll have every item you need. But there's going to be items that um won't populate in your run, uh, or won't be available until you eke it out later. That might not be available in another run. Um, so. But do you carry stuff over from? It, it carries over to where it's going to be available in the new run.
2: Okay. So, but you have to still go and get it. Yes. But, and it's not going to be in the
0: same spot.
2: Um, Almost like a Dark Souls going back to your body and getting your stuff back, but you don't know where the body is, Ooh. you know, compared to what that would be like. Right. And it's everything.
0: Like, huh. it's, take, mm-hmm. a, yeah. imagine, like, imagine all the Dark Souls abilities you purchased.
2: That uh-huh, all gets by sca- finding By finding them in the world randomly. Yes. It's very much a Metroid Ugh. clone.
0: Like, the morph yeah. ball is there, the uh, missiles are there, the charge shot is there, all of that's there um but it's done in a way where <sighs> there there's a lot of recycled rooms that that much I can appreciate and and I can go back and it makes navigation a little easier but so far it is it is metroidvania for the masochist it's insanely difficult um and it's nerve-wracking because there's no way to recover what you've done like you can save something but the moment you die it auto saves it so you can't save scum whatever you previously uh. have. yeah so i've already like i i had like eight items i had four energy tanks i had a really really good run and then i just took too many hits where i was trying to recover and before i knew it bam gone and I'm done yeah and now i'm back at the beginning and like i can see the appeal oh. for those who like that but like it 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 gets kind of frustrating when you kind of like want to see an end to it because the the whole appeal of a metroidvania is that you you kind of get to see your progress around you at all times and you get to revel in it and you get it, you know to start over over and over and over again it i don't know it kind of takes the piss out of the experience so like it was i don't know if it's a completely great well thought i there there's still more i have to dive into with the game but that's my experience with a, a robot named fight um, the last game I've been playing, and man, I really want to like this game. I'm I'm already about to beat it. Actually, it's fairly short. Um, is a game called Fox and Forests. It's released on uh, Steam and Switch. Uh, I'm playing it on Switch. Um, it is isn't that a board game? And I don't know if it's a board game, but it's released by this. Uh, I want to say like it's another Swedish developer actually. Um, but it's a Super NES ass love letter like.
2: Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Never mind. But yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
0: Yeah, we're and you'll you'll love this, Sarah. There's shoot 'em up levels in it. Um, That's pretty cool. It the premise is, is that you're this fox named Rick, who is trying to eat this partridge, and then through a series of different events, you essentially are destined to be the protagonist. It has a lot like a lot of meta humor. But the meta humor mm-hmm. is not organic. It's very forced. Like the fucking checkpoint mm. system is run by this badger named Retro, and he charges you coins. And the further on the level you get, the more he charges for that different checkpoint. And he's just like, yeah, I need money to fuel my retro game collection habit. Like, he says it every does, time.
2: Da, da, does the fox tap its paw? Uh, no, I don't know. Does it, yeah, when, does it doesn't have an idle animation. When you don't move, it's like, yeah, okay. Uh Fox in the Forest is the board game. That's where I drew the comparison. So uh,
0: Yeah. This one I mean, yeah. God, that's that's not far off in mean, Fox and Forest. No,
2: um
0: but the all. big gimmick with this is that in each level you get the chance to change to one season. And when you change to one season, it alters the level in a sense where it creates platforms where platforms weren't there, or it removes an obstacle where once there was an obstacle. Like for example, in the very first level, there are long stretches of water. Um, but you're able to switch to the winter season. If you do, you freeze them, and then you can go ahead and move through. This is dictated. Kind by... of, uh,
1: kind of reminds me of that seasons puzzle in Kirby's Adventure.
0: Yeah, there's all. It reminded me a lot of Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda, except like it, this yeah. one is just much more annoying. Um, it's a very stiff game, but like the music, the visuals, like I draw compare. I can draw comparisons from like three to. Five different super nes games like at any given time like oh this has like a very mana color palette to it like the, this control scheme is very much like Skyblazer, which is a cult classic on the snes um yeah fucking equinox like the list goes on and the in the music holy shit like i swear to god they use the sense of like the sound chip for the super nes like they they found a way to do it because it 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 just hits it like all those early like SNES compositions where it's like heavy like bass but like really synthesized bass, yeah, yeah, a lot of reverb. Yes, that's dude. That's just the soundtrack to this game. Yeah, um, nice. I this game like it has that shovel knight um uh, mechanic to where like I said you can pay uh for a, instead of shovel knight to where it gives you the option of like, destroying the checkpoint to get more gold, this one just charges you where you don't get more gold. But gold powers, uh, gold buys moves, upgrades, and whatnot, and you have to collect all of these other items. There's a lot of backtracking. Like, I still have to go back to the second level, and I still have an unlocked stuff. Like, that's another thing. It's a little obnoxious. But mm. it, for as unabashedly, like, like pandering as it is, this is a pandering-ass game, Um, I'm having some fun with it like mm-hmm. it weirdly though I will say this it it doesn't look the best on the dock like I don't know what it is but I don't think this game was meant to be played on huge visuals like I don't think it's optimized that well. but when I play it in handheld mode it looks incredible when I play it on the dock though like the, the like it instead of it being scaled I feel like the fucking like the sprites and the pixels are being stretched out I've mm. never seen that oh. in a switch game
1: so uh, it's a little odd
2: it it's weird
1: may not may it may,
2: it may not be optimized for that though especially what if do it's they like call a that? more like, independent developer you know
1: yeah non integer scaling or something like that like, I'll, i think that's what it's called yeah, yeah
2: i'll i'll have like i can capture
0: some of it and you can see but like i don't know hmm. i don't know how to cap, like because the uh switch uses like a mini uh HDMI, do you think i can capture something directly you capture stuff directly like in it being handheld mode don't you Sarah?
1: handheld no
0: you always capture from the dock
1: yeah yeah I want to say full HDMI, right? Yeah. I don't think there's a there. Well, I mean, I guess you could just put like, like a really USB-C I really want to do, mini yeah, because there's a way like HDMI, yeah. I
0: know like certain people, for example, Maybe. like have been able to do that with Minecraft for Switch because the draw distance and everything right. gradually it's like, or no, I'm sorry, gradually significantly decreases uh, between it being docked and it being in a handheld. So huh. I don't know. But anyway. Um, last but not least, uh, with Legacy Collection coming out, I've been playing a lot of X3. Actually, I'll say that because I'm going to be reviewing, uh, Legacy X Collection. Um, Sarah actually, he's already, if you want to check out the Legacy Collection, uh, that, uh, review that Sarah's already done for Mega Man, for both of them, just fucking, they're on the site. We're not going to do it again. Like, I'm, I'm curious about the rewind feature, but I'm pretty sure it's going to work just like Disney Afternoon Collection. So not much to really write about from there. Um, did I do both of them? I want to say you did Maybe. both of them.
1: I'm double checking that. <laughs> Fact check.
0: Uh, dude, yeah, dude. Keep me keep me honest. Until then, uh, Andrew, what's in your console, dude? I'm all done.
2: Hey, so uh, fighting games are kind of like uh, getting a lot of... Uh, there's just a lot of excitement around fighting games in general. We just finished off Combo Breaker, which is a big Midwest uh, event. And it kind of goes in line with the road to Evo. So, combo breaker happened. I think that we get Evo next, and then after Evo, we get CEO, I believe. Uh, later in the summer, usually around August. I want, I want to, I want to say. So it's been a lot of fighting game stuff for me. Uh, I'm actually playing Street Fighter Five. Not a lot of it, but I'm playing it for the crossover costumes they're doing right now. I missed out on when they did the Monster Hunter crossover stuff. No and idea I also they missed were out doing this. They did, yeah. So they did a Monster Hunter crossover costume for Street Fighter Five. Uh I believe Ken, I wanna say Karen, maybe Ibuki all had uh Monster Hunter related costumes you could get. Um the one right now is uh M Bison will have a crossover costume with uh Astoroth, which I think is from Soul Rules and
1: Goblins. So- no, no,
2: no, no! Like, like the villain from uh, Ghouls and Goblins.
0: Oh, oh no. uh,
1: Red Ramer.
2: Oh No, no, that's Is... yeah. No,
0: no, no, that that's the gargoyle. Uh, that's Firebrand. Okay. Um, I thought I think you're talking about Lucifer. Like the actual mm-hmm. devil.
2: Okay, this one he looks like a purple yeti. Yeah, the devil, like a, uh, like a Lucifer, like like a big like mm-hmm. demon thing in the front. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so that's a crossover costume for Bison, and I would like to think that I want to learn to and play Bison. Like, that. I want Bison to be my main character if I do play a lot of Street Fighter V. I just need to play Street Fighter V again. I have not touched it since the review. I don't even think... It's... It's so different, it, I bet. I, it, it gets better, I think, with each season. I think they're adding more, they're doing more, and the characters are different enough to where it feels like, okay... These are these are cool interesting characters like you know especially like with the announcement of Cody uh Sakura and Falk I think was her name and, and Blanca for for season 3. We also are going to get G Sagat and I think we're still we'll be waiting on for season 3. Blanca Blanca's out. Oh, Blanca's out. Co- Cody's coming out and then we'll get um G and Sagat and that'll be the last of season 3. So, but I like the crossover costumes. They're they're fairly easy to get. You just have to be kind of persistent with playing every week, doing the extra battle mode. Essentially, you just have to beat the boss the first time. You can still do the and in-game you... currency and unlock all these characters, right? E... Oh, like the DLC characters? Yeah. Probably, but it probably takes a shit ton of fight money to do it, and I don't have that kind of patience, so I just buy the season passes when they come out. Damn. Uh but you can unlock pretty much everything with Fight Money, as far as I know. There may be, like, obviously with these crossover costumes, they're not unlockable with Fight Money. You actually have to do the prerequisites to unlock them. Hmm. And they have they have a, a different part of the costume every week. So for four weeks, they're doing this crossover costume for Bison, but you have to jump on every week, do your extra battle, get the piece of the costume, and then get all four pieces. Then you get it unlocked. Um so I like that. You know, it gives you a reason to kind of go back and play. I, I still need to finish the story mode because I never actually finished it. And there's a lot of stuff from like the new update when arcade edition came out that I want to do, but I just haven't got around to it. Um, but with, I almost want know, to say, combo breaker fuck happening, fuck it and buy arcade edition. Just, Oh, you should. I mean, if you don't have any of the stuff already, yeah, yeah like, I don't, uh, uh, even a repurchase just to get that content may not be a bad idea. Um, because each season pass I think is like 20 to 30 bucks a pop, if I had to guess. Uh, There's also the Capcom Pro Tour DLC that I really want to get, because every year they do it to support the Capcom Pro Tour. And you get like a special stage, you get special costumes. Like, you know how I am about DLC. We've had this conversation in the past. I bought pretty much literally every costume in Street Fighter 4, and I haven't done it in 5 yet. I'm very happy that I haven't done it in 5, but I bought all the season passes. So I'm not God, I haven't even picked up Infinity yet. Not since the review
0: for that either, but like that and that's already dropped. I believe Black Panther and Monster Hunter are already out.
2: Oh yeah, they're all out. And Infinity is just it's it's kinda DOA. Really? Uh Capcom's probably not gonna support that game. Like it, it's not even gonna be at Evo. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even at Evo. It's gonna be like a side stage thing, like a, a fan driven tournament. Like it's not even on main stage for Evo this year. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That that's it's kind of that, that's, that's pretty usually, rough. Usually, if it's not on main stage for Evo, it's kind of like okay, this game's not supported by the the powers that be when it comes to the fighting game community. Um, so yeah, playing playing Street Fighter Five here and there. Uh, we actually got into playing a bunch of Tekken Seven kind of recently. Uh, a buddy of mine was over and we were talking about it, and he's super into the lore of Tekken Seven, which I guess I never knew about this individual, but he's super into the storyline. And Tekken is kinda cool because you can actually unlock all the cutscenes from the previous games. You can unlock artwork and all this stuff from all the previous games. So if you're into the story of Tekken, like Tekken Seven's great for you because it has everything at your disposal. You can unlock and and, and get all this content. Um kinda like how we're getting the Street Fighter thirtieth anniversary. Actually it's dropping as of the scoring tomorrow. Um I just think it's kind of a cool thing if you're a Tekken fan. But the game itself still plays very well. I think Tekken 7's the best version of Tekken to come out. I love the Rage Arts. I think it's super accessible for new players, but the hardcore players can still pick something up and still get a lot out of it. Um, Even my friend, who hasn't played Tekken really since Tekken 3 and Tekken 4, is still able to pick up characters, still pick up combos that they were doing back on the PS2 days. So... Yeah, it's been a lot of fighting games, but it's been really good. I'm just really excited about what's coming. You know, we got E3 coming up. We're probably going to get a Mortal Kombat announcement pretty soon, hopefully. And uh, Soul Calibur's coming out at some point this year. Like, it's just a really good time to be a fighting game fan. There's a lot of cool stuff to jump into. And I think the games that were struggling when they got released, like Street Fighter and... um, in my opinion even Injustice. i think when injustice 2 came out it wasn't the game i think everyone thought it was going to be both the dlc that's come out with the turtles hellboy all those characters it's 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 been really doing come out on its own
0: i still hold to yeah. it being the like the best fighting game from last year i really do I,
2: I, if i i still hold true i think tekken 7 still in my opinion is like it it's just, I don't know, compared to other Tekken games, I think it outshadows all of them, which is hard to do because I was a big fan of Tekken Tag 1 and 2. Um, so, yeah, it's cool, and I'm excited about what's coming. I'm excited about the new characters for uh, Street Fighter. I'm excited about a possible Mortal Kombat announcement, Soul Calibur. Like, it's all really good. That's the one that's um,
0: like, God, that's the one that's just been so... Uh, subtle in the background of Soul Calibur, and it, like, it just keeps giving... All the character reveals are just, like, roster yeah, one, staples. One
2: at, every two weeks, they'll come out with a trailer, like, oh, here's Yoshimitsu, Yoshimitsu here's or here's Asteroid. Ivy.
0: Yeah, here are your yeah, characters yeah. you know are going to be in this game.
2: Yes, and, and they're going back to, like, the Soul Calibur 1, you know, era. Like, it's going back to, like, almost their original concept. It's not, like... Because, like, Yotsumitsu in Tekken 7's like a fucking squid monster. It's the weirdest shit ever. So, at least they're going back to like more of a traditional, you know, scaling back some of the craziness. Um and I'm really excited about Geralt being in it. Like, love the Witcher series. To see him in a fighting game is on par with seeing like Commander Shepard in a fighting game for me, like one of my favorite characters from my favorite one, of my favorite series. To be in a fighting game, like, that's huge. Like, I would buy Soul Calibur just for that alone. And I think you'll see him probably pretty prominently on the cover art. I think you'll see a lot of advertising with him. Kind of like Soul Calibur's done in the past with Street, um, Star Wars and other characters like that. I think he'll be a big part of their marketing, for sure. So, yeah. I, that's about it for me. Just really excited about fighting games. Like, I'm super... This, this time of year is great for me, because all the tournaments are happening, so it's a lot of fun.
0: I think, I you know, I really want to hop into that, too, and I want to get in on that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I like I said, I was, I was, like, nose deep into, like, all the, now that, like, season three finished with KI, I was getting into the KI stuff, and then, like, KI also has, like, new yeah. story content and all of its stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I just felt, like, there's, it's just weird, like, games that, like, used to command, like, such a commitment the only thing I can and like even then we took a break from Pokemon Go and then like we started getting back on it with the adventure week and kind of like surfacing that and then community day keeps uh, community day keeps us coming back. Um but yeah. Monster Hunter, God, I Monster Hunter went from like something I put on like every other night to just like I it's because I can't I'm at that point where like I really can't play with myself and I need I need supportive uh <laughs> players. I just yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, Crazy. But I but I, I think that a lot of games like that maybe not so much Monster Hunter, not yet, but I think like fighting games the games you're discussing, it, it kind of all goes back to those games as services. Like it's a game you can come back to. Like I can actually go back to Street Fighter had not played it for I mean a year mm-hmm. maybe and go back and you still get something out of it because they're going to be constantly changing and refining and adding to it. So it's not like you have to like be too concerned about missing out or, or coming back in and be like, well, the learning curve's too steep. I can't go back. Like, you can always go back. And I think that's what a lot of these games are trying to incorporate now, is that you can always go back and, and jump back into them and, and get something out of
3: it.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I'm... Gl-
0: that's it for me. Yeah. I, y- dude, believe me, when we saw the uh, reveal, I'm like, I really need to get back to Street Fighter Five. I can not I can't... I've been hearing, like... um Friend of the show, Molly, EGM. Uh, mm-hmm. She has been very... Like, she has been on it. Like, I don't think there's any other... I,
2: She's been playing in some tournaments, too, which I know for, for her has been kind of, like, a struggle. Like, I think she played... If I'm not mistaken, she went to Evo last year and played some yeah, uh, tournaments in Evo, and that's that's a big deal. Like, that's that's stressful, man. Like, if you don't feel like you're at that level and you're playing, you're competing, like, hats off to you, man. That's, that's a lot of strength to put yourself out there and, and play in a tournament. And I think that once you do that, you just, you have nowhere to go, but up. Like I, I still just observe. I won't play. I just like going and watching and being part of the community, but like hats off to anyone that can actually compete and, and play at that level. That, that's a pretty tough thing to do.
0: I, I don't know. I, I would like to go ahead and get back to one of those, but I'm glad you said, cause like I was thinking about giving uh, infinity another go around and then
2: I probably thought better of it. I mean, unless Capcom pulls something out of their hat and and we get some you updates would think or something, that,
0: like the movie would do something for it, right? That Infinity War did something for it.
2: Uh, I I don't know. I don't think so. I I know like some prominent people in the community, like Maximilian, has been streaming a lot of it again just to kind of like you know, like um, maybe benefit from that SEO. Maybe, but even like uh even like people are like streaming a lot of Ultimate Marvel because of Deadpool and stuff like that, like a lot of people are just going back to the old one, yeah, you know what I mean, like, like it's it's kinda of getting more traction now because of the roster, the roster in this one in infinite just isn't what it could have been, they should have really focused on a lot of obscure characters, and I'm sad they didn't. It's a bummer,
0: bummer, indeed Sarah, what is in mm-hmm. your console, my dude?
1: Uh well speaking of rogue likes I've been playing a game for review called Sky Rogue and um it's like if you took uh the kind of um of well rogue mechanics that you'd find in like a, a game like uh uh Binding of Isaac for example and you uh, threw it into like an ace combat setting Just and, make everything uh, like basic... battle royale Shit, Yeah dude. might as, might as well yeah <laughs> Oh, huh. um, it's kind of notable in that it has two control schemes. Well, three technically. There's one where you can use the control pad, uh, tip, uh, typical of like your your standard like Ace Combat fare. Um, but then there's one called like Danger Zone, and if you're using oh, Danger Zone shit. controls, I'll just show you here. So what you do is you take your Joy Cons, right? You hold the one Joy-Con like this, like a flight stick, right? Sure, sure. And your other one is on the side for throttle. Oh. And, and that's how, how it would work. And it, it works, but not as as well as you might think. Not necessarily in, in the terms of, like, uh, actually controlling your, your plane, but, like, weapon selection is still handled by these buttons here. And It is mm-hmm. a pain in the ass to get those selected uh, as you're, you're controlling it this way. So Got to get those claw meh... calluses out of the way, man. Back yeah, exactly, in the day, right? dude. Um, I so no it, it doesn't work especially well like that but regular arcade controls are more than adequate
0: I wonder so, like if Kenny Loggins is still on it for like brand damage the way he <laughs> used to be I think he just gave up when Danger Zone was just being thrown away like it was just being thrown around just, like free kittens he, in front of Walmart he, I would
2: have he, he just ended up being a guest uh, voice actor on Archer because yeah. that's all Archer would ever do is talk about the Danger Zone so Danger he just like, like fuck it yeah, I'm just going to be on the show now
1: so <laughs> there <you go>. yeah <laughs> Pretty much, so I mean, yeah, it's a fun game uh there's an overarching level, like if you defeat more and more enemies, you gain points and you you get a higher tech level, and mm-hmm. so it allows you to unlock new weapons that can be used for each sortie you can um you you can upgrade various bits and pieces on your planes there are a number I think there's something like. 15 or 16 planes or something like that. There's a, there's a good amount of planes that you can unlock as well. And each of them are suited for better things. Like some will have higher armor. Uh, so you can do like better ground attacks when taking on like air surface to air stuff. Uh, but they're a little on the sluggish side, so they're not great for air to air. And then others are like super speedy and highly maneuverable for dogfighting, but they may not do so well against stuff on the ground. So, um, um, each mission tells you what you're up against, and you can sort of de- determine then. Okay, yeah, I'm going to use this plane with this uh, weapon loadout, and you can make your way through like that. So it's it's pretty fun on that sort of front. Nice. Um, I'll have a full review on that soon. Also, played a game called Coffee Crisis. Yes, which is
2: I play a game on a daily basis.
1: <laughs> Side scrolling. <laughs> Every <Side-scrolling>. day. <laughs> the struggle is real. It right? Usually, it goes it tends both ways. The bonus it, level in
2: the toilet. Yeah, I was gonna say it's usually a coffee crisis. that I need coffee to survive, or I've had too much coffee and now. There's yeah. an
1: issue. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, that that's it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up, kind of like Streets of Rage on a oh, I totally certain level. It was a shooter. There's aliens, and no, no, it's totally a beat 'em up. Um, and yeah, like the character that I use uses a big sack of coffee, like coffee beans, to like beat down his opponents, but there's like interface issues. Like I can't tell how much health I've got. I, I don't see anywhere on the screen that indicates that. So that's a bit of a problem. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Uh, I'm sure there's something I'm missing though. So I'll, I'll dig a little deeper and hopefully all will be explained by the time the review comes out. Um But more importantly than all of that, uh, I recently got a uh, VGA box for my Sega Dreamcast and I have been missing out. <laughs> I've been super missing out.
2: So VGA. Oh, like wait, the VGA cast output already. What's that? Oh. Is is Dreamcast originally just like a
1: Well, okay, so the Dreamcast supports Can you do VGA. Component? Okay. Um it it came out in like nineteen ninety-eight in Japan, right? Making it like twenty years old this year. Okay. But the uh the idea is is that uh, at the time the best way to get you know, ultimate high definition picture out of your stuff was VGA because Mm -hmm. component wasn't a very common thing. And S-Video, while it was implemented in many sets at the time, uh, would only do an interlaced picture. So basically, uh, while while I did have an S-Video cable for like my streams and capture and stuff like that, getting VGA would produce a true um, progressive scan picture. And I mean, even playing it on a modern computer screen is just fantastic everything is is much sharper than you'd expect something that's 20 years old to be
2: and you're doing your computer monitor like tate
1: yeah i've got i've got uh, a couple of them that are already sort of uh rotated the way they're supposed to but i've got one that actually also rotates on its stand as well uh it's a four to three aspect ratio so it doesn't stretch stuff out either Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have noticed with a lot of the TATE uh, enabled games, like Ikaruga and Under Defeat, was that the, uh, the TATE image was squished a little bit, so it actually looked better <laughs> on the uh, yeah yeah it actually looks better on the uh, the sixteen to nine because uh, it actually automatically crops a a bunch of the screen off, uh, leaving the picture more or less natively displayed, which is nice. Mm-hmm. uh that that was actually pretty pretty nifty, so yeah playing under defeat in ikaruga with uh, with the v g a cable was just insane so um you know we've we've been trying to get all of the uh sega Dreamcast shooting games released um according to my list, which i've got up, i am missing two, 10 uh games to get all of the ones that were missing. And then another four to get a complete Japanese set. I'm
2: gonna say, are you gonna do even like the like the weird like after the fact releases? Like, wasn't Radiant like kind of like, like a release like way after the Dreamcast's life kind of thing? Radiant. It, I'm not sure if it's Radiant. It's it's a uh, it's like an R sounding name. Uh, someone with like like kind of like thick like Coke bottle oh, glasses.
1: Rattergy. Yeah, that was an okay. Official, that's what it was. That was an official release in 2006. Was it? Yeah. Was it really? The final game to be produced was Karos, which was by the same people. It was Milestone. It was released in a DVD case, and it came out in 2007. It wow. even had a CERO rating. It came out so late; it had a CERO rating, just like I just didn't game. realize
2: they were still doing like. Because I remember Play Asia was pushing that really big back when I like mm. bought bought some on Play Asia, and I didn't <laughs> realize it was like a. You know? Yeah, no,
1: it was a, a a legitimate game. It was sold through Sega Direct, though, so they're kind of uncommon, huh. but they're only about a hundred bucks, so okay, it's not terribly expensive if you're into the you know collecting those kinds of things. Really, the only um, like
0: aftermarket Dreamcast shooters that I can think of are like the Duck series. Um, hmm. uh, uh, can
2: you do the one that
1: didn't all you? The,
0: did
3: you
2: wh- work on one? Yeah,
0: I started
1: Which Lord. N- no, no, I worked one, on ghost yeah. Blade HD, oh no yeah you I, work on one yeah yeah, yeah sorry yeah. about that i i thought you yeah. meant like okay yeah, yeah yeah it wasn't on dreamcast so it was like the uh, the modern system version of it the the original dreamcast version isn't very good uh it was okay. it was refined gotcha. to a much more playable state okay. um but yeah um anything by cast or ng dev team that started in 2009 i believe uh-huh. Um, and from there, uh, they released more and more. I think the most, uh, there's actually a couple of them coming out from, uh, from a guy in Europe. I think he's out of France and he's porting a couple of, uh, of indie titles over to Dreamcast. Cool. Uh, and one of them comes out, I think next month and then one towards the end of the year. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm Holy in talk. <laughs> shit, dude,
0: there's so many nice, aftermarket, nice. like. Like, people have already put Cave Story on Dreamcast. People have put, like, (laughs) I, there, there's, uh, the reproduction market for Dreamcast, uh, let me tell you, it's just as insane as it is on the NES and Super NES. I would,
1: uh, there's one called, um, oh, shit, what's it called? Geist Force. Yeah, Uh, that, don't get that. Dude, don't. No, no, I am absolutely not, because that is literally a bootleg. It's a Sega property that was not Properly licensed, and so it doesn't count towards our goal. Mm-hmm. There's a very big difference between that and homebrew.
0: Well, right, but even yeah. it, aside from that, like it's just super unfinished. It, like I wouldn't even. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. um, but what's it really wasn't cool- even
1: created for? Well, it was cre- being created for the Dreamcast, but it was made for hardware that didn't exist yet, and the Dreamcast ended up not being what that game was being made for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, I I would say. Uh, if you can get like the one Dreamcast reproduction that I I encourage everybody to get, which I think it's totally safe to get, it's Propeller Arena, uh, just because like that was the game that was canceled because of 9/11. Um, it's a biplane, uh, like uh, essentially it involves a lot of crashing well, like World into War buildings, like you know, because <laughs> <lots> of <laughs> uh, right. And I believe the stage actually also one of the stages is New York. Is New York? Yeah. yeah. So that was that
1: was the main reason why. Yeah.
0: Which it's weird, you think they would I mean, yeah. just a sense of like dude, back in that time, Great Balls of Fire was off the radio for a year because of like what had happened, so it was uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody, I mean, but fuck Jerry Lee Lewis, anyway,
1: um, so like this whole thing has sort of encouraged me to get other games in the series on the Dreamcast as well, like right now, we've got a couple in the mail, uh, we have Red to Hero one. And Space Channel Five.
0: So, <laughs> oh damn. Ren- okay,
2: that is
0: that.
1: Is that so? Just a are we gonna get like a-,
2: a? Can we get like a virtual tennis maybe from you at some point? I'd be down for that.
1: Yeah, why not? It's only like yeah. five bucks.
2: I know five
0: bucks That's- for the Japanese
1: version. Yeah. So,
0: so. Renny Hero that is a sequel to. Is it a sequel or a remake of what was on Mega Drive?
1: Uh, was a Hero on Mega Drive? Yes.
2: Run
0: to hero? It would not. A, we didn't get it. It's a Japanese a only. A
1: sequel, release. I think. Yeah. So it is a. Any, sequel.
2: any any relation to like half minute hero or is that totally different? Totally
1: different. Totally different. Totally okay. different. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, that was Yusha Thirty in Japan. Hmm. Uh, they made a Yusha Thirty Two, but it wasn't as good, and it was only in Japan. Okay,
0: so there's actually funny, and I want to talk about it because uh, it is something that I, I was going to try to pick up and do a, a, a like an actual stream of uh, this indie game called Minute. Which uh, is all on. Uh, I've heard about that. I think. Yeah, it's out on Xbox Live. It's. Uh, I don't know if it's on PlayStation Network. I can't imagine it wouldn't be, but I know for a fact it's on Xbox Live. Like Microsoft was touting it. Um, and it might be and on Steam, Steam, isn't it? And Steam. yeah, I think Steam.
2: I think uh, yeah. yeah, I know I'm it's sure on those,
0: but that. I don't know if it's on PlayStation Network. But essentially, um, you only have a minute to live, and you die every time, and you have to use that one minute to essentially like it's got Majora's Mask like mechanics to so where you have to make little nuanced changes that will last uh after your death so that way when you start back over and you can even mark checkpoints so that way you can start over from a different uh point but this time something new in the world will be changed and it takes place in a top-down perspective very much like you know old school Zelda um but it uses like these monochromatic uh graphics it's very interesting um so if you're looking for something that's kind of got like a half minute hero vibe. And as far as like working around like a time mechanic like that, probably something that you should check out. Um,
1: so, yeah, I'm going to say that this is a remake of the mega drive game, but I'll know more later. Um, yeah. Renting a hero. Number one.
0: I, yeah. and I, and it was like
1: $15. So
3: yeah. I want
0: to, that's the thing. Like I really want to grab rent a hero for mega drive, but like, it's a, it's a pretty intensive RPG. And I feel like there's only mm. so much a language barrier. Like I'm already struggling getting through Psych and Ditsetsu, but like, I, I kind of have a translation guide to kind of help me through those parts where I'm floundering. Um, I think I can what find you one could do, Rente like Rente hero.
1: you've got a, you've got a retron five, right? Yeah. You could just add the translation patch to that.
0: I could, I try not to mess with my retron five, because, like, I'm in that sweet spot where I have all the updates that uh, are before all the crashy ones. Because now, like, everyone, oh, okay. yeah. So I try to leave the Retron 5 alone as much as I possibly can. But anyway, is there anything else that's in your console, buddy?
1: Uh I'm trying to think. No, not really. Uh, I mean, there's obviously, you know, a huge cavalcade of uh, Switch mups, But um, I've been playing Gunhead for review. So look forward to that on Bullet Heaven. Damn. Nice. That's what's up. This one right mm, there, that's the one. Oh, snap. Yeah. Well Which is being played on this guy. Oh yeah. There Which you go. yeah, at Piece, some point PC Engine Core Engine or Core Duo Two or Core Graphics Two. Well, at
0: some point if you have you already done like a, a review on that peripheral?
1: Uh yeah, it's already been finished. It should be on the site.
0: Yes. I remember seeing yep. it. You guys should definitely check that out.
1: Engine block AV. It's a good way to go.
0: With that being said, Rosebud was a sled. Let's fucking get this topic on the go.
2: Or did you just spoil uh, Citizen Kane. Uh, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> like fucking Rosebud. I I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know Citizen Kane.
1: <laughs> in the- Independence uh. Day was the Citizen Kane of movies,
2: right? Welcome to Earth. I hear you. <laughs> no, yeah. all right.
0: Jesus Christ. So in Press Blage Radio episode one ten, we chose a feature topic of spoiler culture. And by the way, before we fucking move on any further, I I hate. I hate, hate, hate. Like, I hate how. So- I hate it when things become self aware. And a prime example of this is on the packaging for uh, Dark Souls Remastered. Um, on the back of the box, it says the source of one of video games' most infamous references. Like, it acknowledges that people say the Dark Souls of whatever the fuck. I hate that. Yeah. I hate yeah. how self aware. Like, a-, a meme is a meme when it's just like. I think that's what it is. Memes like
2: fatigue so quickly. And not just memes, like even just people knowing what a meme is. Like once like the general population knew what a meme was, that's when like memes weren't a good thing anymore. Like we spend all day just like back in the day of like 4chan. Like I mean 4chan's probably still around, but I've not been there in a long time. And you're better for it. But just like looking uh yeah, yeah. Fuck ooh, God. <laughs> Bad. Don't ever go on B, guys. Don't ever go on B. Uh, But yeah, just like you know, back then, like there's like memes and like that whole like you know culture of being kind of in the know of that when no one else was, and and then once it became mainstream, you're like, okay, like this is obviously not something I want to be around anymore. And now, kind of like you said, it's the same with spoiler culture, which is such a weird thing for it to be a culture. Like, are you actively just trying to ruin someone's day by by? Exposing there are this, or who w- do w- this. this is a so. Thing. So what is so, so 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 what is your definition of spoiler culture?
0: Spoiler culture is essentially like purposely referring to obscure, niche, or otherwise like integral moments of a piece of media, or or mm-hmm. like whether it be game, film, or literature, for the sake mm-hmm. of uh, essentially putting across like uh, some sort of. Um, joke or or anecdote or or something of like even an analogy, just for the sake of of using it and and essentially propping it on the context of like one's knowing something of like that, but broadcasting it in a in a forum that may not know what you're talking about and by virtue of being exposed to whatever you used to mm-hmm. I, in that reference have now ruined that material for said person. Like if if they get to it after the
3: fact, exactly. Like, Uh and and
0: again, there can be, this is going to be so weird to dance around. I'm going to try to use the most obvious ones, but let's just say in a weird world, like people like, you know, didn't like know that Darth Vader was Luke father or Luke Skywalker's father. And like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, let's say we just use it in a, capacity like people now throw that around because it's so easy to it's such a it it is such a mainstay of pop culture that it's almost impossible for someone not to know it even like unless they are incredibly early of an age but because of like how instantaneous like the like the, the nature of the internet is like everyone kind of just sort of adapts or acclimates quickly and in doing so they kind of like turn around and maybe like use that towards things that don't have that that sort of uh they don't have that that sort of um statutory limit like the that that um statute of limitations is is what the word I would like that's escaping me like to where like yeah. I feel yeah. I feel absolutely no remorse for spoiling something like Jumanji or Ghostbusters or something to the effect or, or even then. But then it, it doesn't necessarily mean that like I, I won't in turn. It's not the age. It's the impact. It's the like the penetration of like what that piece of media has in uh film like or I'm sorry in film in culture um, like for example uh, Bioshock very, very early on when Bioshock came out, like, I don't know how often I'd see in posts even done offhandedly or facetiously, uh, I would see, would you kindly? And, like, Mm -hmm. and even then, like, it may not seem like much of a spoiler, but it immediately provokes, like, some, like, for someone who may not understand or some talking point, like, to the point where somebody would, like, see that. And, again, that was the most subtle of spoilers. To call that a spoiler, that'd be arguable. But then you see something like Infinity War, where within three days of that fucking movie dropping in box office, like there are things disintegrating everywhere. There are Uh like offhanded comments made towards like characters, like key moments, like for
2: for arguably Mm -hmm.
0: for property that people have been waiting like to see, like a collaborative like uh, mainstream effort and production of for years, like fucking years. And then like it's just put on this like display just for cheap laughs and and dumb thrills at the expense of somebody's like attachment, like somebody who may not have had the chance. Like I I, I feel awful for all the people who just could not afford to see that movie. Like we were, it's put it's got to the point where like spoiler culture has made it to where I can't even see a movie at my own pace. I have to see it for the sake. Yep. Of of. Uh... Go go for yeah. it. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, like, I do the exact same thing. Like, you almost feel like you're forced to go see a movie on release weekend or, like, the moment it comes out. Because if you wait too long, it's going to get spoiled. I just did that with Deadpool 2. Like, I just went and saw Deadpool 2, like, two days after it came out because I knew if I didn't go see it, I was going to eventually have something spoiled. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's ways to combat that, to having things spoiled. I think it's, sometimes
1: I, there's not though because remember okay. uh, quite a few uh, years back when uh, Harry Potter was a huge thing mm-hmm. and uh, that that group of people went around like I guess the uh, the book leaked at some point. And people waiting in line to buy the book before it had even come out. They, and that's just straight up spoil. Shitty. Like, like just that straight is up garbage. Shitty. I got yeah, Force Awakens is, spoiled for
0: is, me That is toxic.
2: Night. That is toxic shit.
0: I got Force yeah. Awakens spoiled for me opening night. The big moment in Force Awakens. That yeah. was spoiled for me, like, an hour. Like, it's to the point where, like, people have to, like... And you, and you could say that, Andrew, to where... Like you know, it's at the discretion of those who choose to whether or not to give themselves the blackout to any sort of potential uh-huh. avenue of compromise. But like, really, like you think we we come to a point where we don't have to like go through such a fucking like such an archaic exercise of like making ourselves blind, deaf, and dumb just so that way yeah. we can make it like. And it's funny that you mentioned Deadpool too because I didn't watch it. Uh, but I'm planning to, and then somebody told me, if you want to see Logan, and you want that to be pure, you better see it, because Deadpool 2, like, yes. spoils it heavily. And, like, mm-hmm. it's fi- like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's almost like, what is the unofficial moratorium that you can give? Like, because at, at that point, I don't want to be mad at that, because like, Logan's already been out for, what, two years? Three years?
3: In Roughly, that realm? Yeah. Like,
0: how long do you give something the gestate before it's even fair game to talk about? Like, Mm -hmm. it it's just a matter of like where i think people like i think it's become a culture of doing so because there's two things there's two things i think bred from this it's the it's a sense of elitism knowing that you hold like the chips in your hand and that like it you control someone's feelings and and no matter how silly or trite that may sound like some of these people like some of these properties are very special and to do something like that, like, even then, like, I think it would be silly as fuck for anybody to say, like, there, there's just little things, like, Super Mario Odyssey, I, you know, to spoil something that happens narratively, whatever, like, I could give a fuck mm-hmm. less, you spoil a secret world or a secret little surprise, which happened, it happened immediately, and, like, we even I I didn't even realize we accidentally spoiled something for a few people to where like they didn't realize it and I and I apologized and said, you know, it's kinda too late for us to go back on that. Um in our banner, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh for our golden zonkies. I had no idea that like we had uh... spoiled something. Um but it's just gotten to the point where I think it's eliticism and just like the need to troll or the need to antagonize is, like, also, like, it's so easy to do that. But, like, it also kind of stems back to, like, what defines a spoiler? Like, what would you guys define as a spoiler? Because, like, I mean, something that is inherent, you'd imagine is a spoiler. Like, for example, is it a spoiler for me to say that there's a secret world in Super Mario Odyssey when every mario game proceeding before it with the exception of like the early super mario brothers games had a secret world super mario world super mario uh fucking galaxy super mario i i want to say even to an extent 64 had its own secrets mm-hmm. fucking sunshine yeah. had its own secrets like when you
2: it, it, it's like the difference between a mild and a major spoiler like, I would yeah. consider this, like, a, a secret world a, a mild spoiler. Like, you're not going to break someone's heart. You're not going to sp- spoil someone's day by revealing that. But, but when if you, you say reveal mild, big...
0: you're already inferring that there's going to be some kind of damage done, right?
1: Hmm. I mean... Yes,
2: but I almost feel like it's, like, the reaction to that spoiler is what would constitute it being a big deal or not. I think if if you were to see this moment or experience this moment, you go, whoa. And then you spoil that moment. That's that's when you're kind of like taking that away from somebody. I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, wow, secret world. Like, you know, but maybe what was in that secret world would be the big thing, you know, the big reveal. Um, yeah,
1: I would say, like, there's there's a difference between spoilers and intrigue. So, like, if you say, yeah, there's a secret world in, Mar- in Super Mario Brothers and, you know, that would intrigue me. I'm like, oh, really? Like, how, how would you hmm. go about that? Right. Yeah. But, like, if it contained, like, a defining element that would make it part of the whole point of the experience, like uh, a critical cl- uh, plot point. Or you know, just like a plot twist or something that would uh that would otherwise diminish in, in terms of impact uh you know uh, uh by having it being told to you versus finding it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the difference between the two,
2: yeah, it almost seems like a a mild spoiler would be like a selling point, you know, like you're like I wanna entice you on playing this or experiencing this, so here are some things that might be cool. But yeah. it wouldn't be like I tell you the ending. Like, man, you should really go watch this movie. This is what happens at the end. It's normally not how you pitch something mm. to someone, you know?
1: Like not normally. leading someone with the carrot versus eating the carrot for them.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've already had the carrot. This is what it tastes like. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's <laughs> it just gotten to out. the point where, like,
0: yeah. this, this has made its way into advertisements. Like, I mean, some people even argue, like, trailers used to be so innocuous in, like, just giving you kind of a taste of what to expect. But now, uh-huh. like... Because everything, like, everything that we digest is so, we absorb everything so quickly that if we're given too much or too little, we're not given enough or we're given so much and then, like, the experience can even ruin it for some. So, like, people swear off, like, it's it's just, it's so,
2: it's so but weird. But even, but even trailers now are doing that and they know that that's what people are expecting. They expect that people will watch a trailer and you'll be like, oh shit, like, they gave away almost the whole movie in that trailer. So now they're doing trailers of things that, I don't know if it's actually a spoiler, I won't say a specific movie, but they'll do movie trailers, and then that thing doesn't happen in the movie. They do it to throw you off. They do it purposely for you to expect, oh, this is going to happen because it's in the trailer, right? No. It wasn't even the trailer, it wasn't even the movie. It's like they do it purposely to mislead you. To that make reminds, you think something's going to happen, that it doesn't happen.
1: Kind of reminds me of the advertising for um, for uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: there was one particular cut that uh, they showed in place of like one of those great fairies that ended up in the final game. Instead of that, there was like this giant angel-looking uh, uh, model. Mm-hmm. Never, never in the game, and I was like, "What is that?" Never saw yep. in again. I'm like, where did it go? I'm trying to think of mm-hmm. there are certain
0: games that actually have screenshots on the back of the box, like Super Mario Brothers 3. It has a screenshot on the back of a box of a level that is not in the game.
1: Wow. Uh, UN Squadron used the uh, arcade screenshots rather than Super NES.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of beta screenshots that that aren't there, and like I don't know if yeah. they're done for that intention. I think they're just like lazy placeholders that like don't. Yeah. But I I get what you're saying. But there's even ads like Arby's, uh, Adult Swim, as we've mentioned. Like hell, dude. Like I I'm trying to think of who um who was it that spoiled um uh Kylo Ren? Uh, I'm trying to think of like what major. I don't know if it was Mattel or if it was Walmart. But somebody uh there was an advert and it's like I gotta see if I could find it. Um, but they spoiled the like the big, um, the allure like that we're talking about with Force Awakens and Kylo Ren. Like that was a, that was spoiled in a fucking merchandise advert, and it yeah. and it's just like, I I think it's just gotten to the point where like you know, people's feelings towards this have, has have now given this thing like a, a weird power, to where people are abusing it and almost making it to the point where nobody cares people are desensitized like i'm not that attached yeah. to the marvel universe i'm not i i am jo- i've enjoyed the mcu to an extent and have followed it to the best i can but i at the end of the day tom holland is a terrible spider-man like fucking robert downey jr is the only thing that's redeemable about that and man I don't know how to feel about Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, and that's also one of my other favorites. The only, like, the one thing is, like, you know what? They really did a great job. Mark Ruffalo, like... It, Mark Ruffalo did an incredible job of, like, pulling that nosedive out that was Edward Norton. Like, you know? Yeah. But, like, for all my gripes and nitpicks, I don't have the the sense of uh, just enchantment and, and whimsy that, like, people have with this. And, like, when you see, like moments that are then like uh, they're just infantilized into a uh, like a weird offhanded meme or like I think another meme that's kind of like taken hold is like taking like 32 out of context things that somehow provide context for those who know like if they were to watch said media or play said media and that within itself like you're you're
2: you're subtly... You're, well, and you're excluding people. Yeah. You're purposely going on your way to exclude people. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm better than you because I know about this. And, yeah. It, it, and that's actually... Uh, I think a lot of things that go into spoilers are when someone's mad about something. Or something didn't... Like, oh, I'm not happy how this turned out. Someone's going to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. Like, that's that's not the mentality I have. And I think that kind of comes back to what I originally kind of mentioned earlier in the episode of ways to combat that i feel like that a lot of people i mean i do it as well we utilize social media on a very regular basis whether it's your facebook timeline or your twitter timeline uh you know someone might be posting things or you might read something that you didn't want to read or didn't want to know i feel like that if you follow a lot of people or you have a lot of people on your twitter timeline or your facebook friends list that would post something like that it might be a good idea to maybe start uh cleaning that up a little bit clean up that it. list cuz oh yeah like i i if anyone on my facebook timeline were to spoil something i will like i'll, I'll still stay friends with that person but i will block you I will not see what you post anymore because I feel like for you to post that, you're, you're, oh, no. yeah, like you're, like I, I, I don't have time to like worry about whether or not I want to see your post. Like, if you post something like that and it makes my day shitty, then I don't want to see your post. Like, I, we waste too much time looking at that stuff for me to be getting my shit ruined because of what you're posting. Like, I'm just not going to do it. I am. Uh, Same with Twitter. I, accidentally... I won't follow you on Twitter. If you're toxic, if you're an asshole on Twitter, I won't follow you. Simple as that. Because i think—if you do something like that, you're you're an asshole. I accidentally spoiled Royal Rumble Minds one up. year,
0: and uh, I like—I've was... had
2: people I do that too. They'll they'll post something like you know a, a sports game or something that like I'm not gonna watch because I have to watch the replay, and they post like who won. It's like come on, man. Like you're excited, I get it. I don't need to know that you're excited. Just be excited and be happy that you're excited. You don't have to let the whole world know. And, and you know, and there are preventative
0: measures. Granted, like you can prune, you can mute. I, I don't yes. know how many times I've been in, in the different Facebook groups or Twitter threads or, like, Reddits or anything. Everyone's uh-huh. kind of collectively done, like, this moratorium where just like, hey,
2: any mention of this, you mention yeah. it, you're banned. You or, have it t- or, like, or you were saying, like, if you're, like, on Twitter, like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be posting a lot about this wrestling pay-per-view. If you're not a wrestling fan, mute me now and come back later. Like, they will give you a heads up. Like... I'm going to be posting about this stuff Be forewarned, like at least give someone a heads up there. There yeah. are actions that you can take to
0: sure make it better. I think the point is, is don't, don't add to it. Do not contribute to it as much as it may sound, especially like, I think what it is, was people get swept up in it when they feel
2: like they can be included in it. Like, and, and I think that if you are posting something and you say, Hey, let's have a discussion about this. I mean, like I, I listen to podcasts quite frequently. Um, obviously I listened to this fine program, but I listened to a couple other ones. So I won't mention their names though. Cause they're not as good as ours. <laughs> uh, but they will say like, Hey, here's our spoiler cast. Like I'm just not going to download the episode or sometimes it's even on a separate feed. So it's not coming up in my normal feed of that normal show because they know not everyone's going to be able to access this. Not everyone's going to be able to listen to this. So why include it? Same with, like, a Facebook post. They'll put, hey, we're going to talk about this. Here's some spoilers. Don't don't jump into these comments if you haven't, you know. I think if you're proactive about giving someone a heads up, then, hey, like, I would even forgive you if you spoiled something on accident, as long as you've been pretty proactive about trying to avoid that in the past. Like, I won't hate on you if you let something slip. It happens. We make mistakes. But if you're actively putting it just to, you know, purposely or maybe, like, accidentally but you do it enough times like there's no accident about that if you're always posting it you just want people to hear what you have to say and you're kind of ruining other people's enjoyment because of
1: it. and you know
0: what you're doing like yeah at some
2: point at some point at some point you have to
3: yeah
0: i i kind of want to ask and and sarah i want to hear your opinion on this um what do you think is the like the safest gestation like we mentioned that earlier but like like, for example, like, the Logan thing. I can't, you know, I really can't be mad. That's on me. I've I've had numerous opportunities to watch it, so now I'm put at a point where I still care about it. I'm going to have to watch it before I watch Deadpool 2. And, again, that's kind of going back to what we mentioned about God of War. I'll probably enjoy that moment way more, even, in Deadpool 2, from foregone knowledge of it in Logan. How long do you think it should be before any of that is discussed? Like...
1: Um, well, first, obviously, make sure that there's no one around that might, uh, you know, get get the spoiler done for them. Um, and as long as all parties are willing, you know, it's safe to talk about it whenever, but if not, wait until the movie's out of theaters.
0: Well, even in like a game, like, okay, here's a perfect example. I accidentally spoiled Final Fantasy X, uh, last year. Right. But, but that okay, the game's almost. But been But last out first, year, exactly, come on, exactly, exactly. So like, like, it's been out
1: since 2002,
0: right? Yeah, it's it's a like a 14, 15 year old game. Like at yeah. at some point, where is it no longer my responsibility to curtail to like someone else? Like you know,
1: once once the uh, I would say like safely once the first major awards
0: has like done it game of the year awards is done. Yeah. Any, you mean once any of the award ceremony for any respective medium, Grammy, well, f- fucking.
1: Yeah. Grammy, uh, I would say so. Definitely. Oscar, all that. uh, That's actually Oscars, a really good yeah. idea. Yeah.
2: I, I, I would say for movies, my personal feeling is that it should be six months after the DVD or blue ray release. Like if you missed it in theaters, you had a chance to watch it digitally on disc, whatever rental, like, if you haven't watched it six months after a movie's come out on, on disc, then I'd say, you know, you've had, you've had a little bit of time mm. to watch it. Yeah, obviously, I would say even some people just don't get to the theaters, you know? And, like, I would wait until the movie comes out on disc, give it some time, and then let them catch up. Uh, Shit, games, I can't afford
1: to go to a theater. Come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, you know, I don't have the time to go yeah. sit by and watch a movie for two hours. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I force myself to go because of someone spoiling it, because I am invested in these series, especially the Marvel stuff. Like, I'm very invested in that universe. So I have to know what's happening. I don't want it to be ruined, because it's like, it'd be like if I played Mass Effect 1 and 2, and then 3 got spoiled for me before I got a chance to play it. I'd be devastated. You're so emotionally invested into this, like, universe, to have it pulled out from underneath you even before you had a chance to experience it is like all that time wasted, you feel and like. Like, I wasted all that time leading up to it. And I, know? And I think that's a big rule. You should, add, like, above all else,
3: never
0: assume. Never assume. Because, like, you know, in to expand on what Andrew said, like, you guys know how much I love Super Troopers. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I have yet uh, to see the second one. I wanted to see it opening night, but unfortunately there are things that prevent me from doing this, things that I yeah. have to prioritize, like, my desire versus my obligation. And because of that, you know... With people with no knowledge, knowing how much I love this film, would just assume that I've made, like I've made the effort to go out and see this movie, and on mm. that assumption, they have created dangerous territory. Luckily, I didn't get it spoiled, but like I don't know. There are times, something you could tell you, like I feel like if if I, it, it's almost like Sepku. Like if I can like do it myself, like there are times where I'm just like I don't I know I'm not gonna do so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on that Wikipedia Go entry for up. me and I'm gonna yeah. look it up and I'm just gonna do it that that way. I know what to expect, but I did that to myself and like yeah. I you know what I mean like yeah. I, you chose it, it was that. on your own terms it was, yeah. It, yeah it
2: wasn't chosen for you. Uh, when I worked at uh, GameStop, that was always a big thing was um if someone came in a customer just want to talk about games and. You know, they start talking about a game I hadn't played yet. I mean, I would politely just say, hey, you know, maybe not. I haven't played that yet. Like, just have have a courtesy to, like, it's almost like telling someone bless you when they sneeze. Just have a little bit of courtesy. Be like, hey, we're going to talk about this. Have you seen this yet? Have you played this yet? You haven't? Okay. Let's go have a discussion over here where we're out of earshot of this individual. Like, just, just have a common courtesy. be Like, hey, did you watch that movie already or did you play this? Like you said, don't assume. Don't assume everyone's went and saw the movie or played the game that you're going to talk about. Just give them a quick heads up. Like, hey, did you play it? Oh, you did? Okay, cool. What did you think about this? And then the conversation can kind of go from there. But if they haven't, just be like, okay, cool. Like, we'll talk about it some other time. Just just common courtesy for people's space. You know? that If you're in a group of people and you want to talk about stuff, like, just, yeah, don't assume they are on the same page with what you're talking about. With that being said, I'm pretty sure we've said everything we can. Uh, aside from don't Just, be a dick. I was going to yeah. say the exact same thing. <laughs> pretty the, much. The, the words of Will Wheaton always ring true when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a dick. So, mm-hmm. with that
0: being said, episode end? Sure.
1: Episode end.
0: All right. <laughs>
2: Now we're gonna spoil all the movies. That oh, dude! So <laughs> like,
1: PPR spoiler cast.
2: Um, we, I mean, it's been a minute since we did a spoiler cast. What was the last one we did? Would you think? I don't think the you club? mean like a Games Club. Yeah, Games Club is like our spoiler cast. Yeah, you know, like Bioshock, uh, we, maybe?
0: dude, we have not done a Games Club in forever. Yeah, I don't know what the last Games Club is, but I think actually it was Wolf Among Us.
1: Oh we yeah, yeah. Do I think you're right. A games Club for the upcoming Penguin Wars. That's what we should do. What's a penguin
3: horse?
0: Penguin. It's a remake of a Famicom game. (laughs) I know
1: you're getting it, George. Uh,
0: I am because I love that dumb game. No, Mm. I, I actually really want to do a Games Club of Phantom Pain. Um, because Mm. I feel like me personally, it'll give me a excuse to play it because I've played through
2: a lot of it. Yeah. Um,
1: it should be cheap now.
2: Oh, I have it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, ever almost everyone got for free if they had gold or plus at some point. Yeah, but like,
0: no, I I bought it. We even we were planning to trying to do a play play for it, like a quick like one off, just so we can show it off. We were trying to show off Outer Heaven gameplay or whatnot, but it got lost among Mm -hmm. all the other stuff. We still need to do. Um, but anyway, episode one hundred and ten of Press Pause Radio is here. If you like what you listen to, you can definitely give us a subscribe on iTunes as well as you can also give us a subscribe to on Stitcher, uh, Scatter Radio, uh, and again, SoundCloud is still temporarily down, but uh, we will get that up uh, shortly. We will also be on Spotify very soon. Feed was out, but it was not working, so I did not broadcast it yet. Apologies. It's still a work in progress because i need to figure out what's going on with our rss feed but you can also subscribe to that also uh we are currently on youtube at youtube.com slash ppr broadcast where you can check out uh press pause video video uh podcasts that uh we dive into subjects as well as also play play where we do uh short quick look styled uh let's plays and we've even got some super plays and some other cool stuff some trailers some other video uh, content for you to digest and more down the pipeline that we have planned you can also come to our website uh check out editorial features and you can check out some of our other video features including bullet heaven sarah what can you find on bullet heaven
1: Well, uh, over on the Studio Mud Prince channel, uh, youtube.com slash Seraxer, you'll be able to find uh, all new episodes of Bullet Heaven, as well as uh, other video features like Mud Prince Unboxes and Game Quest. We actually just wrapped up the PlayStation Portable Game Quest after obtaining every physically released PSP shoot 'em up that has been made worldwide. Uh, And now we're focusing on the Sega Dreamcast, so that's going to be an interesting follow-up, I'm sure. Um, Episode 210 of Bullet Heaven was recently released, featuring... Oh, what did I do? Um, Let me double-check that. (laughs) Uh, Hyper Sentinel. Ah, yes. Featuring Hyper Sentinel from Huey Games, uh, which uh, is a uh, spiritual successor to an old game on the Commodore 64 called Iridium. Uh, so be sure to check that out um, episode 211 is in the works featuring gunhead and then more will uh, will be released uh, as time goes on um, and yeah we are making an effort to do more more stuff outside of the Nintendo shmup, I mean Nintendo switch so uh, look forward to that
0: we're also yeah. uh, gonna be streaming stuff uh, soon at uh, twitch.com slash press pause radio uh, we have some twitches uh twitch features that we have in the works uh one of them is uh me and my girlfriend val uh we will be playing through uh the same game twice uh through the original and uh through the uh remaster we have some uh feature names that we're workshopping right now we had ourcade which i, w- I would have loved but unfortunately was taken um oh yeah, yeah but uh if we do do this, we're going to be doing it with Secret of Mana, which uh, both of us are uh, already deep in, and uh, other being DuckTales and Klonoa. Um, but we've got some of that uh, down the line. We've also, we all have very, very busy schedules here uh, between us three and then Alyssa, who is, you know, still doing her stuff for Gama Sutra and can only do so much with us, and everyone else involved um, James, Stevie. Uh, We are going to try to see if we can get like a game fest going. I would love to do that. Uh, And a games club. And if we were to do a games club, I would love to do something along the lines of Phantom Pain or something maybe a little bit more topical. We still had that Life is Strange uh, games club that I was planning to do before the the prequel came out, but time constraints kind of got the best of us. Um, We are still kind of thinking of what movie to do a commentary for for our ninth anniversary, but we kind of thought maybe if we just put that off hold and kind of get planning together now for our 10th anniversary it'd probably be more prudent to our interest and give us a lot of time and more to do and work with so I think that's the route we're heading in but until then thank you guys for fucking sitting by and you know listening to us on your drive home or whatever the fuck you guys want to put us in some people even put us in their stores can you imagine that Um, oh my god some fucking guys you're all silly um, until then, mm-hmm. um, again, Twitch, YouTube, uh, we're gonna be on Discord soon, so we're gonna have that going. And then finally, um, go ahead and check out all of our affiliates and everything mentioned, and follow us uh, on Twitter. And you can check out all of our social links on the About Me page or on the About page for Press Podge Radio. You can check all that out. Until then, this is Georgia Boy Zachs.
2: Oh, and this is Toast and uh, Kenny Omega for Mayor. Right, Dude, for President. <laughs> Nothing but respect for my president.
1: And this is the original Sarah. And uh, Cody would make a fine president because we've already got a criminal in there anyway.
2: Whoa! What the
3: fuck?
2: Man, Sarah with a pipe bomb. Boosh. But not an actual pipe bomb. We're not terrorists. (laughs)